I had to shake him on my last case, big O don't play. guys, welcome back to another episode of the Musky Hunks Podcast. I'm one of your five hosts this evening, Ryan Reed. We have all five hunks on the line this evening, and we've got quite the party going on here on this particular podcast. So we got a full house tonight. There is a uh it really is... does look like the Brady Bunch screen here. <laughs> mm-hmm. right? This is uh the most amount of participants we've ever had on a zoom call today maybe so. on a musky podcast ever yeah this could be record could be a record it could be a record-breaking night here on the hunks podcast we're at least <laughs> legends in our own minds <laughs> so uh before we jump into that i want to touch base with these other hunks on the line we're going to start with mr donnie swank good Hi, evening donnie. gentlemen good evening sir how are things in the swank household Everything's great, man. Just got home, kissed the baby goodnight, worked today, did a little fishing after. My buddy Jesse put a high 30s in the boat, so it's a good good day. I did put a nice gash in my finger, though. It hurts like hell. But other than that, Ooh. it was good. I don't know if I'm going to ask questions on that one. We're going to go straight. No, to let's, our... just, let's just go. We got too much <laughs> to talk about. We're going to go straight to our northern correspondent up in Erie, PA, Mr. Nick Fiesler. Good evening. Happy to be here. In a uh, finished room tonight. Oh yeah. I stole Larissa's office again. How is uh can Larissa, I ask- is Larissa out of town? Nope. She's downstairs talking to her brother on the phone. So nice. Since we we buggered that one up last week, how is Larissa feeling? Good. 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 Oh yeah. Good. All good. Still All right. on track. July. Just oh, in time boy. for uh Canadian musky season. That's that's great yeah, timing. That's, gonna, that's a tough one. That's why so, I did mine over the winter. We yeah, have to but, get we have to get our hunks baby updates in there. That's all. That's all. I just wanted to check on good, you guys. I, I figure it'll be a good reason to go to go to the Georgian Bay for their birthday each year. Boom. That's a good yeah. idea. Now you're thinking. Right. We also have on the line tonight, Mr. Crocman himself, Tommy the two Crocs Fanata. Get up. No fishing today. All work, no play. That's a terrible day. I'm sorry. It is. Yeah. It sucks. I guess it could always be worse. It could be. I could be Nick. <laughs> I had a great day. <laughs> <laughs> we also have on the call tonight our one and only super sponsor, Mr. Owen Seaman and Big O's Bucktails. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Glad to be on. Glad to be on here tonight and really excited for the the group, the group ensemble we've put together here for for our guests. So I'm going to toss this right over to our man, Donnie Swink, who's going to kind of do some introductions to our 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 panel of guests here this evening. We're going to talk all things musky battle. So, Donnie, fill us in. Yeah, so anybody who follows me at all or has listened to the podcast, you know, since the beginning, when uh, Jeff was our very first guest, I believe that was in episode three. So that makes that makes Jeff our first return guest. Yes. I was going to say, how'd this guy sneak back in here? I thought he was already on. Insert golf clap. 
There. Insert Jeff Contreras of Just Keep Casting, the founder of the Musky Battle, is back again. Uh, not only was he uh, our first guest, but I'm just going to go out on a limb and still say he was my favorite guest. Maybe I'm just kissing ass a little, trying to make sure I get my invite for the next one. But, you know, <laughs> he was my personal favorite. Now, uh, he's here, and uh, we got some other musky battle uh contenders and uh what, what should i say uh, uh future organizers future organizers i guess that'd be a good word for it uh along for the ride here some guys that have been to the battle before uh youtube and uh musky stars from around the uh, musky range so we also have alex mclean of mclean muskies who puts a hurting on big fish up in northern minnesota so uh, I'm pumped to have Alex on tonight. Say hi to everybody, Alex. Uh, glad to be here, guys. Looking forward to this. Should be a good time. We have also from up in northern Minnesota, Mr. Ben Stone of Ben Stone Fishing. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> What's I was a little up, worried ben? about Ben for a second. Yeah, well, yeah I think Ben's second, driving. I maybe so... we lost them already. Now Ben Ben's driving, so we're we just want yeah. we want Ben to be safe. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Ben's here. He is traveling, but he's with us. And we also have Mr. Joe Biebert of ABO Outfitters, and I believe Joe, you're in Wisconsin, correct? Correct. Yeah. Good to be here. Looking forward to this. So glad to have you. With, yes, we're excited to talk to you, Joe. Uh, with that, I think. Uh, we're going to kick it over to Jeff and let him kind of get right into talking about the musky battle and how it came to be and where it's going, which is really why we're here, I think, and because uh, we're all excited about uh, what's what's happening moving forward with the musky battle. And that's really what we want to get into. But I think we should start with a little bit of backstory from some of our listeners that might not be familiar with it. Do we need to give him some uh, some hand clapping to get him going? Is that what we need to do here? Let's yeah. go. Let's go. <laughs> what he's used to. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. This is the downside of being the first guest. I'm never going to live this down. <laughs> but um, real quick, I got to ask a question. Do I still have the record for the longest podcast with you guys? I think so. Ooh. Oh, dude, we're setting records. Uh, we had the longest one the first time. Tonight we got the biggest group. Yeah. Something oh, tells group. me we might record. break the length record, too. Dude, let's go. You know how it is in the musky world. It's all about records, even if they're fake. <laughs> I, brought yeah, window, I, I, I brought window weights tonight, just in case. Here we go. We got to start with some drama. No, I'm so glad to be back, you guys. I appreciate it. It really was so much fun. It was just a blessing to be a part of that first one. Uh, but like Donnie said, hopefully we can give a little bit of backstory, kind of recap of uh, where the musky battle started, how we got to now, and then, and more importantly, we really want to focus on what's happening this year for Muskie Battle 2022, uh, and that's why these other guys are here, Alex, Joe, and Ben. So I kind of want to talk about how I met them, which is not going to be a surprise or a shocker. I met them via Just Keep Casting, the Muskie Battle, etc. Um, but it's very cool because it epitomizes why I started my channel and why I started Muskie Battle way back when, which if you listen to the first podcast with me a while back, you'll know what I'm talking about. If not, there's my plug to go and listen to that one. Uh, but nice. real quick, He's a pro. Side note, it's, He's a pro's pro. Dude, it's, it's, it's so cool, though, because this happened. I think last time we were talking, you know, we talked to battle and bank fishing, but I'm pretty sure like a day or two after we did that, I caught 
a muskie on a small jig and I was messaging you guys and we were going back and forth about that. Well, ironically, two days ago, two days prior to this podcast, I, I got a phone call from uh, Glenn from 54 or bust who's in Canada and he had heard the first podcast and that is the reason he reached out to me and wanted to chat and we had a great conversation and then he told me about um someone else who shared the, the podcast i think it's the guy from water wolf lures if i'm not mistaken but oh, yeah. it's just so cool yeah yeah and, and i apparently and i went and checked it out he had some very kind things to say about you guys and your podcast and he shared that episode but it's just so awesome because it really does highlight and epitomize you know why i started my channel and why I started Musky Battle. And these these three guys that are with us right now tonight are no exception. And they're kind of, really, they're overseeing uh, the battle this year. I'm really not doing much of anything, which is nice. And uh, I'll get into that, how that came to be, because, well, I, I was going to take a break. That's all there was to it. I was going to take a little break. I was trying to take a break, but these guys wouldn't let me. So anyways, I'll start with Mr. Biebert, Joe Biebert from ABO Outfitters. So Joe and I, met at Muskie Battle the first time we met in person. And that was kind of how we connected, hit it off, started talking. And our friendship developed from there. Joe and I have gone fishing a few times together, but <laughs> surprise, surprise, the one and only time we went to Green Bay together, we almost died. You remember that, Joe? Oh, how could I forget? <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. I, I, I did not tell my wife the details of that day because she, it, I survived that experience on the water but i would not have survived telling my wife she would have killed me if i told her how bad it was still the worst but, storm but, i've ever been in dude seriously nothing close to that nothing close to that in my entire life uh but here we are so joe and i met a couple years ago via the battle and this year joe is actually overseeing the battle on the bay in green bay wisconsin this summer going to be a big fish battle obviously anyone who goes to green bay you're swinging for the fences you know, you're trying to get that 50, 55 plus inch fish. It's, it's doable. It's not definitely not easy by any stretch of the imagination. But Joe is stepping up and he's going to oversee the battle on the bay this summer in Green Bay, which I'm really pumped about because Green Bay is actually a location that has been discussed within the group from day one. When I started this uh, back in 2017 and I did the pilot runs and then we did the first full season in 2018, Green Bay was always on the list and every year it was bouncing around in conversations. The truth is you want to see a bunch of big, bad, tough musky guys get scared with their tail between their legs. You start talking about doing a tournament on Green Bay and everyone's like, well, I don't know if we'll be able to catch a fish out there, man. We might get skunked. Well, we have been skunked, I think once, maybe twice over the years at a battle, at least once for sure. I remember the mad chain we got skunked. But it's something that intrigued the group. Everyone always talked about it. Everyone was thinking, man, if we could just get a couple fish in the bag and get some big ones, it would really be exciting. Um, it's just one of those trophy destinations, I mean, really, in, in, in all of, the, of North America. So we finally decided this year's the year. We're going to get after it. Joe's overseeing that. And then we're going to do two battles this year. Uh, we're kind of going back to the original format. It's, it's, it's in between, I guess. The original format was three locations, three yet three uh, legs. Uh, and then the last couple of years, we only did one leg, one location, which was in Minnesota. But this year we're doing two battles, two locations. The second one is going to be, we're going to keep the tradition going in Northern Minnesota. And that battle, 
the traditional battle is going to be overseen by Alex and Ben Stone from, I always mess this up, Ben. I, I apologize, but I think it's Canal Gratis. Canal Gratis. Yeah, you yeah. can correct me later. I go, oh, yeah. wait. I'm sweating over here. I'm like, oh, God, I'm totally going to bot this. But Ben, Ben, it's so cool because the story with, so like I said, I met Joe physically in person at a muskie battle. And we, we talk all the time. We text each other back and forth all the time. Um, I talk his ear off. He's probably looking at his wife and his kids like, okay, Jeff never shuts off. I'll get off, shuts up. I'll get off soon. But uh, we talk all the time. We even talk walleye. Sorry, Joe, I'm throwing you under the bus. We do like to walleye fish. We're not just musky guys. I hope everybody keeps listening. Uh, as long as it's but, not trout. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> not yet. Not yet. I'm thinking about it. But, um, but Alex, he and I, Alex McLean, we talked. I don't know. Alex can chime in, but I want to say we talked on Instagram and Facebook probably a good two years, if not longer, before we even met in person. Uh, when we when I finally brought in, and that was my connection. Uh, I I've been going to Northern Minnesota for about a decade. That's my favorite destination in the country. Alex and I started talking probably four or five years ago on Facebook and Instagram, and it was like, hey, dude, I want to bring the battle up there, you know. And we talked for a couple of years before it became reality. And then finally I got the battle up there. I actually fished with Alex and I have every year since. And, and our friendship developed from that point on. Alex is actually getting married this year. Congrats again, bro. And I'm officiating it. Uh-oh. We should, we should podcast that live. Yeah, big thing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, man. I really, I'm honored, man. Uh, but he and I were, you know, for a couple of years, we're just, we had never met in person. We never fished together. Uh, but, you know, we hit it off right away. And once we had the battle there, it was a done deal. I was like, dude, we're coming here every year. This has been awesome. We, we had it at uh, Northland on Leech Lake a couple times. And then we went to Rutgers and we're going back to Rutgers. It's just been a phenomenal experience every year up in northern Minnesota. And obviously, not only is, is the resort nice and it's a great destination, but some of the biggest fish in the country in North America. I mean, there's, there's absolute monsters up there. So it's a win-win. Uh, we didn't break records like Alex said we would last year, but I think this year's going to be a little bit better. Uh, but what's so cool about Ben is Ben and I really didn't talk much at all. I mean, we, we had zero interactions for the most part. Alex told me about him a couple years ago and, and spoke very highly of him and said he's a really good stick, man. He's kind of quiet. He said, but he's a good dude. And I always had that in the back of my mind. Well, I was trying to fill the roster now three years ago, which is crazy, for the battle in northern minnesota and i was just trying to find one or two more channels and at the time ben was still doing his channel his original channel benstone fishing so i reached out to him and i i didn't know him at all but i remember alex saying he's a good dude so i reached out to him i'm like hey would you be interested in coming to the battle and he was ecstatic he was like dude that'd be awesome thank you so much and we went back and forth a little bit and i think i think ben needs to like he needs to do his own podcast. He needs to write a book or something because his story, the little bit of history that I know is pretty cool. But I remember at that time, you know, he was kind of like, man, you know, I, I haven't really been really motivated or feeling like my channel is, is accomplishing the things I had hoped it would initially. And I, and I think he was just feeling kind of like a little stuck, like, <laughs> like I still feel to this day and a lot of YouTubers feel. And I'm like, dude, I think your stuff's great. I'm like, come and have a good time, meet some people. And I was like, maybe, maybe it'll, it'll, you know, open some doors to you. Maybe you'll get some connections. And he knows the story much better than I do, obviously. But it was probably within like four to six months uh, after the battle, dude, Ben just took off and started getting great opportunities. He got picked up by Canal Gratis 
And again, I'm probably totally ruining the story. Um, but again, it just epitomizes the whole idea behind the battle, meeting people, making friends, developing new relationships, promoting each other, promoting channels, promoting guides, uh, promoting lure manufacturers. And, you know, here, Ben, which Alex, I know he'll test and say the same thing. Ben is a good stick, but his editing is, is up there with the, some of the best of them that I've ever seen on YouTube. And his original channel was very good, Ben Stone Fishing. And then, you know, he got picked up. He joined the Canal Gratis team, which is huge. I mean, they're worldwide and they got a great team. But, dude, Ben, I, I watch his stuff and Ben is killing it. And, and he was already really good when I first started following him. Uh, but he's taken it to the next level ever since he joined Canal Gratis. So, you know, all of these guys have become friends of mine. And I, number one, first and foremost, I'm thankful for the friendship and I feel blessed just to, to be a part of their lives. Uh, but then number two, on top of it, you know, Joel's with ABO Outfitters. Uh, Alex, you know, he, he's just doing his own thing, but, you know, he's, he's a big time pro staffer. I'm not going to say where, but, you know, Alex is a big fish catching machine. <laughs> you like that? And, uh, and uh, you know, he's very well known within the industry. He's a very quiet, humble guy, but he is a phenomenal angler and he pretty I'm, much knows everybody. I'm, I'm going to say... And, I'm going to say Alex is, is the best musky fisherman that isn't a guide. <laughs> hey, I, amen to that. Yeah. I appreciate amen the kind that. words, guys. And, uh, I agree and, with and, that. You know, and Ben, too, though, you know, Ben's low-key, quiet, just kicking butt, dude. He really is. And, and, he, and he's talented across the board in a number of ways. And here, you know, really, why, why are we having this podcast? Why has the battle got to this point? Uh, because it's just, it's the idea behind it. Hey, let's get together. Let's make some friends. Let's have a good time. Let's be competitive and talk trash. Let's try to catch the muskies. And then let's share the experience and the story with our, our subscribers and our followers. And the last thing I'll say is, and then I'll turn it over to these guys, but I um, mean, and obviously you guys can, can ask questions or talk about whatever you'd like, whatever you'd prefer. But when I was basically, you know, wrapping up the battle last year, I'm pretty sure it was a car ride between Northland. We were heading back to Rutgers, and I think it was me, Alex, and his truck, Donnie, uh, and then Mike Conklin from Conklin Lures. And I just told them, you guys, I got a lot going on. Last year was very busy for me, and I knew this year was going to be even busier. And I was kind of thrown in the towel. I was like, you guys, I know you don't want to hear this, uh, but I'm taking a break, and I don't think I'm doing the battle next year. And all three of them just unloaded on me in that truck. And we're like, that's ridiculous. Shut up, dude. You're doing it. We're doing it. And Alex, I think, is the one who said, no, I got it, man. I got it. We'll do it. We'll, we'll oversee it. We'll take care of it. We'll organize it. We got it, bro. We're not canceling the battle. And, you know, what are you going to say to that? So it's, it's really a testament to these guys how much they enjoy and believe in the battle. But they took it upon themselves to say, hey, we'll oversee it this year. And, and I'm not going to lie. It's been nice for me uh, to not have to worry about it and stress about it and, and, and put in all the time I usually do, but I'm still going to go and participate and have a good time. So I, I get the best of both worlds this year. So let me, let me ask you when it, the first year it started, how many of these guys were, were all of these guys involved in the first year or are these kind of new additions and it's, it's morphed into you've added, added solid people. Yep. None of these guys were there in the beginning. I don't think, and Joe will have to clarify this, but Joe, I think I met at the end of season one, which would have been 2018. Joe, you could, it was either that or it was early 2019. Uh, yeah. Season two. What? Was right it, in there. Yeah. Right. But it was somewhere in there between end of 18 and beginning of 19. And then I had been I, talking to Alex. Oh, go ahead, Joe. 
I was gonna say, I think we actually met just real quick once before, or maybe just talked on the phone or something like that, kind of on speakerphone type of thing, once before we actually met in person. I can't remember for sure, but you know, that first battle that I was at, you know, was the first time where we really hit it off and uh hung out in person. But I think there were I think we met once before, or at least at least talked before that. Okay. Yep. And so all the while I'd already been talking with, uh, honestly, I started following Alex on Instagram, Instagram, because it do was catching monster giant muskies in Northern Minnesota. And I knew it was where I like to fish. So I was low key, just trying to get in, you know, into his circle, into his life. So he could hook me up and tell me where to catch him and how to catch him. That's really what was going on. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, you know, he and I started talking, and then we did the first battle in 2019 and at the end of 2019 in northern Minnesota, and that's when, when he and I met uh, in person and hung out and fished. And then, um, Ben, I think, Ben, you didn't come until 2020. Is that correct? Was that the first one you came to? Yeah, 2020 was the first year I did it. Yep. So it was basically, it's crazy, but it was almost exactly one year at a time as far as them coming to the battle the first time and me meeting them in person would, would have been either late 2018 or early 2019, then late 2019. And then the next year I met Ben in 2020. So it was kind of right in order within a, you know, about an 18 month window. Um, but they all came later after, honestly, after the first almost two years of the battle. In the first two years of the battle, though, you said that there were three legs to it. So it was a, multi-step process where now it's just uh i guess this year it's it's going to two but what made you go from three down to just one so i'm not gonna lie you know it's kind of like there there's pros and cons to doing it either way from a competitive standpoint from a viewer standpoint you know when you have multiple legs you really get into that that tournament vibe you know where it's like oh man, they've got X amount of points. I wonder how many they're going to get at the next leg. And then, oh man, leg three is the grand finale. Who's going to finish it off? Who's going to come from behind and win, et cetera. So it has more of that like season, you know, it's like a season. It has that feel of a season of a real tournament, you know, of a real circuit to some extent. And we're not trying to be like professionals or anything, but it is engaging and it's entertaining and it, it just made it more competitive. So from that standpoint, the three legs was a lot of fun. The drawback to it is, trying to get everybody to make every, every leg. I mean, people, oh, yeah. some, a lot of us have regular jobs that are outside of the industry. And I then can only imagine the guys, that's like herding cats, trying to, you know, get teams to commit. I mean, it's hard to get guys to commit to anything these days, let alone full weekends away from their families, multiple times a year that involves travel. And I, I can imagine that would be a, a very difficult process. Right. And, and you add in expenses, et cetera. And we've, we've been blessed. We've had a lot of great opportunities with resorts and whatnot, which is amazing. But generally speaking, I mean, all the things you mentioned, the overall cost, the time commitment, I mean, you can't really expect every, you know, 15 to 25 guys uh, to be able to sacrifice that amount of time to be able to afford it. And again, like I said, some of these guys are guides, some of them do it for a living. So they physically are like, I can't be there on those days I'm, I'm working. And so the other drawback to doing the three, and again, the three legs is a lot of fun from a viewership, uh, from like a viewer standpoint, as a fan, I, I can see why that was exciting and like, oh, dude, you know, do it again. However, the other drawback, and this was the biggest, you know, I guess, issue for me is that the camaraderie, the friendship, uh, you know, the, the whole weekend, hanging out at the cabins, et cetera, getting to know each other, 
um, just having a good time, it, it makes it even harder to develop those relationships and to bond when you know four or five guys are going to miss. If you do three legs, every leg, there's four or five guys at least that are missing the next one or the last one or the first one. And so you can't really get, you know, into a rhythm with that core group and you can't really start to bond and build those relationships. So when we went to one battle and just one leg, it was a lot easier to narrow down on, okay, what is the one weekend out of the whole year? It's more feasible. You know, it's much more possible to get 20 guys to say, okay, we can all do this weekend. And then we expanded the, the length of the battle because before it was a day and a half to two days tops. Whereas now we're up to basically four days, you know, everyone comes in, you know, uh, we, we come in, you know, I think on a Wednesday night, we usually pre-fish Thursday and then the battles Friday all day, Saturday all day and a half day Sunday. And so See, I think you know, that's, it's, it's, that's a good way to do it because you got, you got guys making such a commitment, travel time, everything else, you know, I think it's so much more worth it to, uh, plus we're, we're chasing a stupid fish that doesn't lend itself to being caught easily especially when it's in a tournament situation. So the more days you can put on the water, the more chances of putting fish in the boat and putting some, some content together for your viewers, which is really the, the whole point of the thing was it was, you know, your buddies can go hang out anytime you want. You know, the, I guess the point was to have content for your viewers, right? Right. And honestly, this wasn't really, I can't say it, I can't say it wasn't planned, but it, it actually just, happened organically and it and it, it it happened sooner and much better than I thought it would but kind of a byproduct going to this one leg you know just one battle every year was we started to realize like the behind the scenes backstory type stuff was honestly almost better well I shouldn't say almost some some battles it is better than the fishing because the weather's trash but you know last year was a perfect example we had the worst fishing we've ever had in any battle but we probably had the best time we've ever had, you know, hanging out at the cabins, getting to know each other at the two locations. And that was kind of the byproduct. And, and it just came about naturally. And everyone was like, man, we got to keep doing this regardless, just for the camaraderie. You know, that reason alone is a good enough reason to keep this going and to keep inviting new faces. Um, and so for those reasons, I mean, I, I think when you look at the pros and cons, you know, we're, we're think you, I think you guys brought this up possibly in, in, a, in the previous podcast. I can't remember, but you know, we're looking at maybe even filming a little bit more at the cabins, hanging out, not during the tournament hours, you know, at the launch before, after, you know, when we're having dinner, et cetera, uh, because it's just hilarious. I mean, it's absolute, it, it's, it's just pandemonium, but it's ridiculous, but it's such a good time. Everyone's, you know, just talking trash, laughing their heads off. So it's kind of, you know, the event itself. Uh, I think by doing the, we're going to do two legs this year, which is still more manageable, but I think we're going to start documenting if we can a little bit more behind the scenes, which really wasn't a part of the initial plan. Well, how are you guys choosing the teams uh, are, is, are all the same teams invited to both battles this year, or are there different, you know, is there a difference to, to who's coming? Well, I'll say a little bit, but then I'm going to let Alex chime in because, uh, Alex, this is his world. This is, this is what I'm about to touch on. He loves this kind of stuff. So um, for me, it was something where, you know, from the get-go, I'm inviting people I don't know. You know, when I started the battle, uh, I, oh, this is still true. I was a nobody. I still am a nobody. However, <laughs> I didn't know anybody at the time. I really didn't know barely anyone in the industry, any other YouTubers, et cetera. 
So you always run a risk of, you know, yeah, these guys can probably catch muskies. There's a lot of guys out there. There are a dime a dozen that can catch muskies and catch big ones. Uh, but we touched on this in the first podcast. You know, it's hard to find guys that are, you know, down to earth. They've got character. They're just honest, you know, solid dudes. And so to keep the positive atmosphere going, you need the right people. And so there is kind of this like trial and error where you have to sometimes put yourself out there and say, well, I don't know this guy or I don't know this group or I don't know this channel, uh, but I'm going to give it a shot and let them come. And for the most part, we've had great experiences. And the majority of those that have been invited almost always get an invite back. The truth is, if they don't come back, it's usually because they don't want to come back or they can't because of scheduling purposes. Um, So it's rare that we, quote unquote, don't want somebody back. And we always leave the door open for people to return, even if they missed a year or a whole season or what have you. Um, but we are, we are selective. And, and I did this as well. Uh, Alex kind of took it to another level. He got really organized with his pitch and I love it. But, you know, I used to be very straightforward and tell guys, yo, this is about friendship. This is about helping each other out, promoting channels, promoting brands. Um, we ain't got no room for nonsense or drama or bad attitudes. Like I just, my own stance when I started it by myself was I, I'm not going to allow that period. And I don't care. And I'm going to tell you to your face if you're acting like an idiot and I won't invite you back. And so that was kind of the tone that was set from day one. And moving forward, we just always kind of had that unwritten rule. It's like, if you're a turd, you know, you're not coming back, which again has rarely happened. Um, but we also want to add new faces every year. You know, we try to add at least one or two new channels every year. So again, every off season, you're thinking about what about this channel? What about this guy? What about this team? And you got to put yourself out there and go for it. Um, but really, it's just setting that tone up front of the expectation and that this is bigger than just fishing. It's more than just a tournament. And the camaraderie, the friendship and promoting each other is is not just just as important as the event. It, it's kind of the heart and the backbone of the event. So let's tell us about the Green Bay event. Or let's we wanted to start in chronological order. So you said Joe is is hand is now spearheading the Green Bay Big Fish event, right? And what weekend is that? Or how many what days is that? Uh, that's gonna be August 10th to the 14th, I believe. That's the that's the full moon in August, prime time. Okay. And, and how many teams, how many, how many, you know, I guess channels or what's the deal with invites? How are you doing it? What, what, what can people expect? Uh, so every, everybody's invited. That's, uh, you know, anybody that's part of the Muskie battles invited to the green Bay battle. Also, it's just a matter of like, kind of Jeff was saying before, you know, it's a lot of people got to pick one or the other. So most people I would say are still sticking with, you know, they're going with the, with the main musky battle in October this year for, for Minnesota. But I think right now we got 10 that are all confirmed for the, for the green Bay thing. And we're calling it the big fish battle, but really it's just another excuse to friends get together and try and catch a big fish. I think, yeah, yeah, I think we're keeping the green Bay one a little bit, just a little bit more loose leaf, you know, just, socially get over there try to get some big fish on film and just have a fun time so and it's it's a little i guess more accessible for the more eastern or southern uh participants than than the northern minnesota battle so you might get more people that can drive to uh drive to green bay when they couldn't drive you know what is that i mean i know northern minnesota has got to be another probably 12 hours 
Yeah, I I almost made that trip on the way back. I was going to go to Green Bay. <laughs> Jeff knows. I decided I took enough of a beating in Minnesota for four <laughs> days that I just drove past it. But it was on. It was the game plan on the way to Minnesota. Uh, but yeah, I want to say it was. It, I actually, I think it was nine hours. I want to say from yeah. from Leech Lake, if I remember right. But I had to take Jeff home first, which was actually further. And then I was going to have to turn around and go back to Green Bay, and I didn't have it in me. Donnie, you left all your super shads at home for that trip, so you didn't need to go there anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Green but, Bay event, you're expecting ten teams at, at as of this point, and is everyone going to stay at the same resort together, like you guys have with the main battle up at you know the the lodges that have hooked you guys up, you know, been been supportive of the event? Do you have have you been getting support in the Green Bay area for this? Uh, so that's the that's the reason that the uh, Green Bay one hasn't happened until this year is that there's not really any lodges or the lodging's going to be tough over really? there. But luckily, I kind of well, my brother lives right over there, and I, I kind of worked out a deal with him where they're going to be gone. So uh, we got a few guys that can crash right at his place and party then, at the brother's uh, house. That's right. <laughs> And then uh, another another musky battle E, another guy from the battle. Uh, he found uh, like an Airbnb type of deal that can that can host some host some people. So we're kind of just like Alex said, just more social, laid back. Just I mean, really, just another excuse for a bunch of friends to get together and and hate muskies. Sounds like it might turn <laughs> into a giant Project X kind of musky get together. If we're oh, all, yeah. if everybody's That's crashing at someone's house, but, and, and uh, the way I figure it is, we're really going to be at the house the least amount of time. So that's that's like the last thing we got to worry about. I mean, we're going to be on the boat right. most of the time anyway. So now, do any of you guys target Green Bay? You know, specifically. Uh, I'm not specific Green Bay. I mean, it's I've done the opener quite a few years on the Fox River there when they all push into the river, but it's. I won't lie. It's a zoo and I'm going to miss, it. I'm going to, I'm not doing it this year. I've had enough, but, but uh, then they kind of roll them out in the main. I mean, there's always a few fish in, in the weed beds out there, but it's not the vast majority, you know, they're recovering from the spawn. They're kind of roaming out in the, in the basin, but then come August, they push, push shallow with the perch and it's, it's kind of game on starting August. So what uh what's green bay like out there is it just weed bed the whole way across or do you get out deep enough that you lose weeds and go to structure it's actually very sparse weeds even when i mean there's a few you know if you know where to look there's a few weed beds that are real thick but i mean if you find like 10 clumps of cabbage out there or 10 you know a spot of, of weeds as big as your dinner table i mean you're Marking, making waypoint pretty much. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a it's a lot of sand, a lot of shallow sand flats. The perch are up there, and 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 the muskies are right there with them too. It's Very not cool. so. It's not just weeds, but then you get out in the mud, and walleyes are roaming out there. So you're you're competing with all those guys on top of the all the guys trying to catch the fish of a lifetime. Yeah. Now Wisconsin is not a traditional trolling muskie fishery because it's only recent uh, i don't want to i don't want to completely wrong here for a long time trolling was was not legal in wisconsin if that if i'm not mistaken unless you were rowing uh and you know i can't speak for sure but 
I know on the inland, inland lakes there was some yeah, sort of rule like that. Yeah, I'm maybe not that's sure what I'm the, thinking. Yeah, I'm not sure Green what the Bay, rules are. I'm guessing I'm guessing the bay had its own separate rules. So I'm not exactly sure what the trolling rules are on that. But the best part about August is it's it's very I'm not easy is definitely not the right word, but there's higher, definitely a chance to odds. get yeah to get the fish Better of a lifetime odds. casting the the big trolling bite. I mean, there's definitely guys, you know, the trolling guys that still do it in August, but you got a really good chance at catching a, a good fish cast in all of August, even that first part of September. And then they kind of start their migrate back, uh, back to the river mouth. And then, and then guys really pick up the trolling rods and really hit it. But that, that August time frame is, I mean, they got some of the best looking fish, I think. And then, the angriest and the biggest. So it's now, is uh, that is that like a big rubber type cast and bite? Or anything? I, it, not necessarily big rubber, but yeah, they, I mean throwing rubber, bucktails. I, I always have the best success on uh on bucktails out there, but but I know a lot of guys who catch them on dogs and medusas out there. So okay. Very cool. Yeah, it's like Green Bay is like an enigma for me. I I'm just just curious, you know. It's it's very cool. That, that'd I'm, be cool I'm curious. I'm I'm fascinated by the fact that there aren't lodges, and it's uh, I've never been to Green Bay, so I don't know what the you know it is in terms of metro. It's, it's certainly not a metropolitan area. Well, I mean it. I guess it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is a metropolitan. <laughs> it's not like a tiny town. You would think there's some type of, uh, you know, musky lodging or some you know a, a focus on the musky industry but is there not you know there 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 used to be you know a musky shop down right at the mouth but but i mean green bay is so huge you go up that that west end i mean you can be if you're at the mouth of the river you could be an hour from some of the best drive time in a pickup from some of the best boat launches i mean yeah. I mean, there's hotels that you can stay in, but there isn't any any fishing uh, resorts, period. I mean, there's a couple, uh, you know, Airbnbs that are that are designated towards towards the fishing industry. But when I say a couple, I mean, it, it really is a couple. So they're they're booked all the time year round. I mean, their repeat customers are coming through. It's it's really tough. I mean, you go over on the on the Sturgeon Bay side on the east side and there's a little better odds but that August you know late summer bite is 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 mostly west and it's tough I mean hotel is really your best bet and there are hotels but then we were running into like well we're gonna have maybe 10 boats there you know we need to be able to charge all these boats how are we gonna do that and I mean there's a whole lot that you got to kind of plan for and think about to go with just the where are you gonna stay yeah, we yeah we did uh, touch on that, Joe. You know, we were trying to figure out which battle this year we wanted to do the main battle, and we I mean we all had I've personally never fished Green Bay for muskies, so I'm you know really looking forward to it. You know, just I mean like Joe said, like the pattern, the genetics, it's of a Great Lakes muskie. It's just so much different, and it, it makes me really excited to get out there. But yeah, I was just when I was looking you know, at resorts too, on the side, it was just shocking how few and how, how limited our options are. And that's, I think that's, you know, a little bit of the reason why we decided to do a little bit 
more of a social event there with, you know, 10 to 12 teams rather than, you know, the like 30 that are probably going to be in Northern Minnesota this year is just, just, you know, lodging options alone. It's kind of shocking. That makes sense. I mean, it, the North, like the, the event in Northern Minnesota, that's not until late October, right? Correct. We are doing a late season battle this year. I mean, that's, I've, I don't think I've ever been to Northern Minnesota in, in October, but I've, I can't imagine it's, it's a very hospitable place on certain days. <laughs> Yeah, I, the guys are going to have to come prepared this year, you know, bring the striker suits, bring the rain gear, and uh, prepare to get skunked is what I'll say again, because uh, <laughs> last time last time it didn't work out so good when I was uh, hyping everybody up too much. So you guys are all from, from the, the big boat country in the sense that you know, we all, most of us have very small boats. Like, I don't even think would it even be worth trailering any of our boats up there? Absolutely not would die. No, it would, it would be worth, it would be much, we would have to rent a boat, you know, you'd be surprised uh, for Minnesota. You guys, I think you guys would all be surprised by Minnesota, obviously green Bay. Yeah. That's that's a different animal. I still want to hear Jeff and Joe's uh, green Bay experience. Yeah. I, I won't lie. You know, I, it definitely is big boat water, but you know, I've seen guys out there in their 25 horse and their 14 foot dinghy, just giving it to yeah. her and they definitely have some success. That's why they're out there. So, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just, you got to have the time for the right days to get out there then, you know? Right. Right. That's not exactly what you want to be taking to a three day event where you need to be, you need to be able to maximize your time on the water, you Correct. know, doing it in a little, a little flat, you know, a John boat ain't going to get it, get it done. Right. And that, like I was saying, I mean, obviously, like like Leech Lake was, it, it was bad this year. That's why we didn't even fish it. But like when we were up there for the battle, you know, there's so many lakes around when you're in northern Minnesota like that. There's usually like a smaller lake that you can go and jump on or whatever. You know, there's somewhere you can typically fish, like even in my boat or, or whatever. Conklin's boat that I was fishing out of is very similar boat to what mine is and i don't know if we're allowed to say lake names on here right now or not i don't want to i don't want to burn alex's honey hole there but the lake that alex sent us to was uh was was definitely fishable for us in a you know 16 foot side console lun and uh you know we just had to pick pick and choose where we went and is this is this year's main battle is it going to be on the same lakes that you have, you guys fished in the previous battles or the past couple of years? Uh, we're going to shift some things around and actually just for that very reason, um, open up a few more lakes, uh, some of the smaller bodies of water, like Donnie was saying, um, there are, you know, people, people do think of Minnesota as, you know, just big, clear, big fish waters, but you know, there are, there are quite a few of, you know, smaller, hidden gems, you know, especially around where this year's battle is in the, in the Cass Lake Bemidji area, there's going to be plenty of options for, for any boat. It's, it would be, in my opinion, it'd be absolutely worth it to hook up the trailer and anything you got and get up there. Might be a little tougher just due to the, the cold weather, you know, this in the late October, but you guys would be fine. I think we have a previous podcast guest that I would want to consult if I was going to uh, be fishing on the Bemidji area. I was going to say it's uh, 
from oh, that Cam. one. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you guys probably have hey, some lakes where'd you there shock that, them? The very yeah. The Mr. very Glade. Uh, I forge, see them out there. <laughs> forge bases and you get all the diversity there. Yeah, if you yeah, see Mr. Glade probably... out there, you want to be following him close behind. He's he's shocking all uh, Alex's fish. <laughs> yeah, I guess you want to be in front of him though, not behind him. That's oh, so that's how Alex. So that's how Alex is putting up these big fish on Instagram, huh? No, it is funny though. How that, you know that's run through my mind. Yeah, Cam's out shocking them all today. I'm not going there. <laughs> They're gonna be hungry after he's done. <laughs> They flop it, in some of that stuff. Like if you guys, if you're listening to this podcast and you, and you haven't listened to that recent um, podcast with Camden Glade, that stuff is really intriguing. It's and some of the studies on muskies that he's come out with in the past year are just it's fascinating. Uh, I, I wish all of the walleye world would take a listen. You know, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, you're that's exactly right, man. If you if there's one thing to take away from Camden's research, it's you know the walleye guys shouldn't be shouldn't be mad at muskies. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I feel like I feel like if Camden shocking them, that might be one net job I could never botch. I'm just saying, <laughs> just saying. I just thought it was cool when he went over like the lake, the diversity of lakes you guys have up there, as far as forage bases and like, uh, you know, some with pike, some without pike, and just the 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 diversity that's up there in your guys' lakes is very awesome. Any lake oh, yeah. dive has pike. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Or if, it, or if it didn't have pike before I got there, I'll find them. <laughs> so Alex, you're 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 spearheading the the main battle, and you said we we're expecting or like 30, 30 teams. You're thinking? Yeah, I mean, right now I think we've got something like 24 confirmed um and we you know uh, i'll i'll probably start back at the beginning you know of, of everything if i'm going to keep going here um you know one thing i'll say is that jeff does seem to touch on everything really well once he gets going <laughs> part of the reason I, I had him do my wedding aside from being just a great friend yeah the man <laughs> can speak we know that um but yeah, we're, we're the interest is, it, you know, over the years in the muskie battle, it's 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 really awesome how much it's just grown. Uh, I remember, like Jeff was saying, I think he started talking to me back in, uh, I don't know, was it late 2018 or maybe early 2019 or something. And I remember, you know, like so, me personally, like, I I don't have a YouTube channel, I don't have a guide service, I don't have a lure company, bait company. I just fish for the passion and, you know, put some fish on social media for fun. Um, and Jeff, he first messaged me and he, he brought the idea to the muskie battle. I wasn't familiar. I didn't know who Jeff was. I didn't, I wasn't even familiar with the muskie battle when he first reached out to me. Uh, and he, uh, he was just, you know, I always give people the benefit of doubt, uh, even though I don't know who he is um, at all. He's just, he's such a decent human being, you know, and to me, that's the most important thing overall. Uh, he, he, when he first reached out, he, uh, let's see, uh, I'm trying to think what year or what time of year. Yeah, 
I think it was the end of 2019, and he uh, he brought the idea of the Muskie Battle of this U- of YouTubers. It was a YouTubers only thing, and he wanted me to like uh, I guess guide a YouTube channel. Uh, like he would, his concept of the Muskie Battle was okay. You know, we're gonna have 10, 15, 20 different YouTube channels all get together and film for this event, and. Uh, that, I mean, that was awesome. And, and he would try to use local guides, you know, and that's, that was really, really neat too. He, he'd reach out to like, me and to help make sure that the YouTube guys are going to, you know, try to get boats. on fish. Yeah. Like not all, not everyone has had, had a, had a boat, like these YouTube channels, like some of them are just, like you said, there's just shore-based anglers. Yeah. Uh, tr- long travel. Some of them, some of them are coming in by plane, you, you know, just having a boat to fish with having, having a local guy that knows the waters, and get people around is is a really cool concept um and the, you know there's uh, there's so much to talk about it I, I i honestly don't even know where to start um, fire away well so, anyone what, go, anyone have any questions to start with go tom you got any questions you want to start with i figured he could just fire away and go we're, there's never any organization here so don't yeah. worry about getting it in order no pressure yeah. at all so yeah, this has actually gone fairly uh, on the rails for us. It's pretty impressive. I, I thought this <laughs> was going to be the the circus to end it all, and this is this is <laughs> this is somehow just going very smooth. It's all we, ha- it's we haven't gotten to Ben yet, so I want I don't want to I don't want to forget about <laughs> Ben because he's driving there, and, and and we haven't haven't mentioned him. So let's make sure we we get we circle back there. I, yep. I got I got something to say. For, uh, you know, just a musky battle in general, like Jeff was saying, all about good people. You know, the first time I ever actually met Alex. So the first, the first, Alex and I, our first battle, if I remember correctly, was actually with the same battle in northern Minnesota. We had, I mean, no clue who either I followed. I followed him on Instagram because he catch caught big fish, but. I, he didn't follow me because I I'm still a nobody, <laughs> but uh, it has nothing to do with that. I just, I just didn't, I mean, I, I try to keep no, I, no, I, yeah. to, right. like, people I know, you know what I mean? For the most part, if He's I know trying you, to keep his ratio good, right. you uh, understand, you know, no, the point uh, was, oh, so, don't even get me going. I was there with a different YouTube channel at the time. And, and we actually fished, Cass Lake, you know, that first day we, we struggled pretty bad. I think we maybe saw one fish and we all had a group dinner afterwards. And, uh, you know, we got to talking and this guy I had, you know, I knew of him, but I've never met before. He comes up to us. He's like, you guys fishing Cass? And we're like, yeah. He's like, that's my favorite lake. He goes, fish these spots. And he proceeded to break down the whole lake for us. I'm like, this guy catches some of the biggest fish I've ever seen. And he's telling us where to fish just for, you know, so everybody has a good time. And that what really, that's what really like keyed me in on, on this whole musky battle idea. I'm like, this isn't about, you know, me beating the next guy really about, this is about all of us getting together, having a good time, catching, possibly catching some fish. and you know, going from there, this really isn't about who can catch bigger fish, who can catch more fish. I mean, that's what we, what we show, you know, we trash talk, we have fun with it in the end, but in the end, it's the first part is all about 
camaraderie, having a good time, and and all sharing the same passion. It it is, and to, I mean, and Joe, I gave you the I gave you those spots because I got a good vibe out of you guys. I, <laughs> I feel like I had a I have a pretty good judge of character, you know, when I meet people. Um, but it it the way it's interestingly grown is you know in, in order to get to where you know we are today you do have to, you know, sort of weed through smaller issues that come up along the way. Um, you know, with the original concept of the Muskie battle being just YouTube channels, there was some smaller issues with that is, you know, it, it's, it's the first battle that I was at the one in Northern Minnesota, um, in a, in a certain way, it sort of was a little bit of a popularity contest, whereas, you know, you'd have some of these very big channels of these established well-known channels. And then you'd have small, the, the idea that Jeff was bringing to this battle is to get, you know, a bunch of smaller, smaller guys, a bunch of unknown guys, you know, get, you know, get, get them showcased, get them out there, get them all together and also have friendly comp, you know, competition, conversation, and just a fun time overall. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, we did have to, go through a few different people here and there that they, they didn't care about the camaraderie of it. You know what I mean? They, they didn't care about they to meeting new guys, new, new people didn't, you know, it didn't matter, you know, what, what reason you're there for, you know, we want everyone to just come and meet people, just BS. We have fun, you know, get a little, get a little crazy, whatever it may be. But, uh, Ben's you know, got a people, story about getting a little crazy. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's how you get the big ones, right? Yeah. Some people. We, did, some we people, didn't want it to be just about business is, right. you know, with the YouTube, it was, it was getting to me more about business. And we're like, well, that's, that's completely the wrong mentality of what we want, of what Jeff initially, and then what we saw, you know, Jeff wanted the musky battle to be. So we're like, well, we want, you know, first and foremost, it's about just getting together, having fun. Yep. And then well, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll, just based off of what both of them are talking about right now. And I hate to keep referring to it, but it even, you know, it's even been confirmed time and time again with the continuous responses. And I'm sure you guys that run this podcast have probably had a few responses, messages, you know, text messages, what have you. But that first podcast we did, I got such positive feedback from people I knew, but a bunch of new guys I just met. I, I've never even spoken to them before. The reason they contacted me was because of that first podcast. But what's so interesting about it is, you know, we didn't want to make it all about YouTube, all about the business, the quote unquote business side of it, about views and subscribers, et cetera. And we really wanted to promote the camaraderie, the friendship, you know, uh, getting to know each other, developing relationships, promoting each other, helping each other, helping the, 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 the smaller channels, helping these guides promote themselves, helping these lure manufacturers. But what's so interesting about it is when you take it, when you take a step back and you stop focusing and emphasizing so much on the business side of it and the YouTube side of it and the production side of it, when you just let the event happen naturally, that's an automatic byproduct of the event itself. And so you have guys sure. that are just having a good time. They're having fun. They're being competitive. They're talking trash. We're trying to catch fish. There's all these different elements, but we're just showing up and saying, you know, to roll the dice. We're like, let's, let's see what happens. 
you know, let's see what happens this weekend. But when there, when there was no real, when we kind of toned down or, or drew back on promoting the business side of it, that automatically took care of itself. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's making sense, but you don't need to force the issue, nor do you need to put pressure on everyone who's participating, nor do you need to try to make it this, you know, quote unquote, YouTube event um, where, you know, we're big dogs and we're important and we got to get our video out and we've got to get our content out and we've got to make sure, you know, it's going to get clicks. You know, well, I think you learn that you you learn that as you go. I mean, yeah, if it's going to be a YouTube thing, you're going to have the egos involved and everyone's it's going to be about numbers of views and, you know, who's got the bigger sub subscriber list, you know, from our first podcast. And I think just from listening to these guys talk here tonight, that's not what this is about. You know, this is more about. Let's all get together and have fun, whether you are a guide, whether you don't have any any presence necessarily in a business sense, you know, let's let's just get a, a group of people together that are like minded and that can, you know, are going to enjoy themselves. And I think that's I don't know, that's a, that's a pretty admirable type of event to to aim for. Like a true yeah. authentic experience, not not just a curated for YouTube. It is. Yeah. I mean, and you know, we're, like I said, that was, that's, this is the, this is the direction that we're going this year too. Like you don't have to have a YouTube channel to be in the battle. If you just want to come promote your small tackle company, your, your guide service, your, you know, whatever it may be, even just yourself on social media, you know, as long as you get the right guys with the right focus, um, that's what, that's what we want this year. And, you know, it's when we, when we first put that out, you know, promotionally i guess so to speak the, the the drawback i got right away from is immense we got we have so much interest here i mean so much interest that you know we don't we don't have enough spots you know available for this year based off the amount of people that that want in want in right now you know uh and so, so we're really excited for the future even after this year um with what's to come what I weekend think, is that again of, of the main battle? So I, it's going to be, man, it's already run. Uh, I think it's, uh, yeah, October, is it 19th through the 23rd? Okay. So the, at the, in northern Minnesota, that should be, you know, assuming the weather works itself out naturally, uh, should be just post-turnover. And, uh, you know, we're going to be looking at the opportunity at hopefully a few big fish, but it is Minnesota. Those guys got to experience it firsthand now, and it's it's a lot more difficult than than people can put out there. <laughs> now, Alex, are yeah. you are you you live in in the Bemidji area? I do. Yep, I moved up to the Bemidji area two years ago this month. Work? Were you just able to find work in in that area, and you wanted to live there, or like? Well, you know, I've, I've been coming up here. I used, I'm from the twin cities. Uh, you know, I, I've been coming up here for 15, 20 years for family vacations and awesome small trips here and there. And I've, I've always known like, this is just, this is God's country. This is a dreamland to, you know, for fishing in general, not just muskies. And it's always been a goal of mine to, to make it up here. And, you know, through my employer, um, not because of COVID I've was lucky enough to be able to work from home as my fiance. Uh, got a job at the hospital here in town. So that's awesome. It, it worked out perfectly and I couldn't be happier. Life is, is amazing up here. That's awesome. Good for you guys. Do you guys want to, uh, first of all, I just wanted to say like all of this stuff we're talking about, 
Um, I, I may not get another chance to say this with as many of us are on this call, but you know, you guys should really be commended for all the stuff we're talking about here. Cause you know, the, you guys know how the Muskie community can be, you know, coming in fresh to, to that and not really fully understanding that, you know, it's tough for new fishermen, new musky anglers to kind of deal with that and to have guys like you that are focused on an event like this, that's just strictly for fun to be together as a group again of just like musky fishermen doing this not necessarily to to beat chest you know thump chest that's that's just something you guys should be commended for that's uh i know all of us here respect you guys for that and the way you guys conduct yourselves as well so i just wanted to make sure i got a chance to, to tell you guys you know how much that's appreciated and and everything you guys do with this sort of thing well said right uh, yes I, uh, that's great uh, to hear I do want to. I, I we haven't really had a chance to talk to Ben and Ben. I don't know how much time you have. You said you might had you you might have to bounce early. Oh no, I'm I'm good. I'm here. I'm just I'm parked okay. now, so we're we're good to go. <laughs> All right, good. Now he's a man. Now we can get Ben. In, we can get Ben involved. Yeah. So going off of what you guys just said, I mean, I guess I'll just kind of tell uh, my first story when I met Jeff in person for the first time in in 2020, but. Going into that, I mean, I was one of those people that uh, I wouldn't claim to be an expert by any means. I mean, I just really liked to musky fish. Uh, so when I got that invite, uh, it was very exciting, but also as somebody who's not super into it, it was a little like worrying, like, oh, how, is, how are these guys going to be that are way more qualified to do this kind of thing than me? But um, just so you, going you're, you're that, amongst you're amongst friends here because that's how we feel every time we we get on this podcast we think we're you know way out of our league and no one's gonna listen <laughs> yeah so it was a little overwhelming kind of going into that and uh, i mean just in general i've always been more of like a kind of keep to myself i fish alone a lot so going up there to be you know around a bunch of people that i hadn't met and, and alex was one of the guys that uh, luckily got me into that and uh i knew but for the most part, I was meeting a lot of these people for the first time. And then just the atmosphere in that first battle was uh, like so good. And I was able to make a lot of friends, make a lot of connections. And like Jeff said, I felt like just that first musky battle going in as sort of like an introvert, I came out of it like a much better version of not only like myself, but as an angler, I learned a lot. And I think just the, the, the bonus beyond like the friendships that I got was like, I said, like, like you guys were talking about, like, and Jeff was saying kind of like the, the notoriety, the views, like improving your channel, that stuff all kind of comes naturally because my main focus going into it was just to have a good time. I wasn't necessarily focused on the YouTube stuff and that kind of happened naturally. And, and beyond that, I was lucky enough to, to catch fish and have a really good time. And I just, the one thing that, kind of wanted me uh, to get involved with planning this whole thing was just knowing like how much that first battle did for me personally and just getting these friendships. Like that's something that I wanted to make sure continued on and just making sure that this is more about uh, getting kind of those unknown people into it, getting their kind of foot in the door and just passing on friendships. Cause that's always been more, more important to me than being a, like a good angler, I guess. So uh, it's been really fun to kind of, be brought on with this whole process well ben i had a couple questions that i wanted to ask you because i remember i followed you i, I believe have you officially changed like all of your social media to canal gratis is it no longer you know, or 
so I, I've still got like my own personal like Instagram. Um, okay. When it comes to YouTube, basically, I just I still have my channel, but I just don't do anything on there. So once I got brought on board with them, I basically came on board with them and started basically a fresh channel with them that's under their brand. So that's what I've been doing now. So it's a I don't have as much freedom with it, but at the end of the day, I still get to make uh, videos on fishing. So. It's sort of just been a, a continuation of what I've already been doing, but I've also been able to, uh, I guess, put more effort, more of my time into it. What had you What had you been doing before joining Canal Gratis? Like, what was was your page a commercial page at that point? Were you Were you making videos at that time? Yeah, so I've I've been making YouTube videos for fun since I was in like sixth grade i started making youtube videos on an ipod touch and i just like i always just enjoyed making videos and uh of course with making videos i got into video editing so over time i just did it for fun and uh never really did it for money never really did it for views or anything and it just sort of happened naturally where i got a, a small enough following and uh just yeah i mean i was just basically doing it for fun i was working at a bait shop and doing youtube on the side and uh with the musky battle i felt like that just got me out there so much more than i would have been on my own so i mean that's all thanks to the event that jeff started and got going that's awesome that that type of connection you know is made and, and that type of exposure happens so you know this is i really commend you guys for picking up on this and you know not letting it, not letting it, you know, fizzle out, you know, and hopefully, hopefully it'll only, only get bigger from here. Yeah. I would, I, I want to say something real quick before I forget. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. I, I'm, I'm laughing because I remember, I remember in our story in the truck. <laughs> uh, that's another story. I'm leaving that out. That's not why I interrupted you, but Alex knows how he feels about getting interrupted. But anyways, uh, Ben, one minor detail he left out is that his first time at the battle, he won the whole dang thing. So that first time he came, he kicked all of our butts. And uh, and again, I mean, everyone, the backstories with everybody that's involved with this, there's so many great guys. I mean, you're talking probably over 40 different people now over the years that have participated. So many good people. I could tell stories about all of them. Uh, but one thing that's, that's cool, again, about Ben's story particularly, is that, you know, Ben, you know, I know he's still – He'll, he's a humble guy and he's going to tell you he's not a great stick and he's still trying to get better as we all are, which is a true statement. Uh, but, you know, just to be fair to Ben, you know, he, he was a good stick when I met him. Um, and again, I remember his earlier videos uh, before he joined Canal Gratis. And I always thought he was very talented when it came to editing, but it's so cool how this little change, this, this one event, this one moment in time, you know, I think, I feel like Ben had all the tools that were necessary to do what he's doing now, what he, what he loves as a career, but it was almost like, you know, he needed just one more opportunity or, or one little encouragement or one little push. And, and it's just so to me anyways, you know, I, I saw his story play out in real time because I, I invited him and, and we developed a friendship, but it was so cool to see him before the battle. And then literally just a couple months later, I could see uh, the momentum, his confidence. Um, and again, he's probably like, oh, dude, you know, he probably doesn't like people talking about him. I, and I apologize, Ben, but I mean it. It's such a cool story, his experience, and in sh such a short window of time. You know, I feel like he just, you know, Ben was doing all the right things. 
good stick, good editor. I mean, he had the right, he's, he's a good dude. He's got a great personality and he just needed one more little thing. And it just shows you how much of a difference it can make. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Just helping each other out, man, just helping somebody else out, you know, helping, uh, whether they're a guide, whether they're just started making lures, whether they're a YouTuber, whatever, but just it, being it the first guest on a corny podcast called the musky yeah. hunks. Yeah. Well, what, you know, what's so crazy about it though, is you guys, uh, Ryan, I believe it was just, you know, Ryan, you know, said some very kind words. We appreciate that man very much. But what's so cool about that is you guys are here on the East coast and we only met because of the battle and Donnie, but what you guys are trying to accomplish with your podcast is very similar. And the responses I know you guys are getting because I've got guys calling me that I've never met. And they're like, dude, your first episode turned me on to their podcast. I love their podcast. And it's kind of coming full circle without any of us trying. But it shows you there is a hunger, a desire. There are guys in the musty community that are kind of tired of, let's just call it the ugliness. And they want more of this. What you guys are doing on your podcast, what's happening at the battle um, it's not in the forefront. We may not be the loudest voices, um, but there is definitely, um, you know, something happening to where guys are yearning for this and they're vocalizing it and they're very supportive of it. So it's so cool how even you guys have a very similar uh, vibe going with your podcast that, that looks a lot like what I've been trying to do through my channel in the battle. And again, kind of come full circle, you know, Ben is just one example of many. But it's such a cool story because I feel like he didn't really need much. I mean, I think he was already doing a good job. But this one event, this one weekend, um, he kind of came out of it and hit the ground running. And, man, I mean, he's probably just getting started, for, you know, to, to be honest. He's probably going to do a lot more than he's already done. But, but it's, it's, it's just a, a great example of how positive and impactful this event really can be. I, I can completely agree with you there, Jeff. And uh, I, I was going to. I can't articulate it as well as you just did, but like, I don't think Ben's the only person that, that said, you know, that says that either. I mean, every, every guy that comes to the battle, uh, you, you know, unless they just, just don't have good character for some reason is, is just, they love it. Pete guys are obsessed with this event. It's, and I, I can't put into words how fun it is. It is, it is so fun. And it, the, the most fun, like Joe, Joe was talking about earlier, the most fun part of it is not, the fishing. I, I would go to a musky battle and just sit in someone's boat and not cast a cast a rod just to be there for the after events, the dinners. And that's the difference between the tournament ish atmosphere, because if it's a tournament and you go and you get skunked, you're going to be pissed and, oh, man, you know, I'm, I wasted all this money and I didn't come away with, you know, a check or whatever. You know, if it's I can't imagine anybody's going up to this event like that. You know, you're there more for the camaraderie, not necessarily to, to show off what a good what a good fisherman you are. Oh, and you do oh, those I, impressions really well, by the way. I just want to make sure I throw that out there. It, it reminds <laughs> me of like an upscaled version of our little hunks weekend, even though I still do want to kick all your asses yeah. on hunks weekend. It's not about the fish cats, <laughs> it's more about the, the steaks and the fire and the drinking and the That's stories. And when Donnie first told me about the battle, I was like, oh, man, that seems like a long ways to drive for a tournament. But it seems like a way more enjoyable experience listening to you guys talk about it than, than was, just a, you know, yeah, how it and I mean, everything that Jeff's saying, you know, that it, it, it does, it comes full circle right back to, you know, me getting the ride to and from not, not the whole way to the battle, but halfway 
to and from the battle with Jeff and, and we got to have a lot, a lot of long conversations and we, you know, talked about all this stuff and, 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 and solved a lot of the world's problems along the way. But uh, I'm just going to say that around round trip tickets from Pittsburgh to Minneapolis on a direct flight are not very expensive. uh, I I like the drive though, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, But it was just like, you know, when we kicked this thing off, this, this hunks podcast and you know, the, the guys that we have here, you know, and and I, I know that they all, we all hold that same mindset. And that was, that was why I, I immediately, when we discussed who is going to be the first guest, like that's, that's why, you know, you could ask these guys. I said, I think Jeff, Jeff epitomizes exactly what we want this podcast to be, not to sound like I'm, uh, you know, again, kissing Jeff's butt too much, but it really is uh, the way he carries himself and, the way he does his channel and the way he's designed this musky battle is in my opinion, you know, it's, it's what I think the industry should be. What I, at least the parts that I want to be a part of, if I want to be a part of any of it, in my small useless uh, parts that I bring to the table, if you will, I don't even know how to say it. Uh, sub sub bumping, sub bumping, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> things that I bring to the table, but it is, it's just uh, what, what these guys have going on is I just can't praise them enough. Uh, you know, what Jeff's put together and the group of guys, Joe, Ben and Alex and, and, you know, everybody else, all the other teams, which that does lead me into, I had my hand up a little bit ago. I guess I could go right into that. I was going to ask if we're allowed, or is that like something that we're still keeping table to discuss some of the other teams that are going to be at the battles a little bit, you know, maybe throw out a few teasers for some of the other guys and gals that are going to be showing up, but uh, at some point too. I, I don't even know. I, I've been so not involved in planning and organizing. It's been nice. I've been enjoying my little vacation from battle planning, but um, I don't know for sure that we've even had the chance to really, because usually, you know, I, I usually kind of organize and then give updates and, and eventually you get to the point where you're like, okay, this is who's committed and this is who's fishing with who. And you try to pair, you know, people that are traveling far channels, uh, lure, lure makers, what have you, you try to pair them with a guide. You try to make sure you have enough boats. Um, we're still kind of in the recruitment stage, but I think, uh, and Joe and uh, Alex both touched on it already, but I think we've got over, you know, we've got dub- about double digit people committed uh, to Green Bay. And I think we've got, like Alex, I think we've got over 20 people committed to, to the Minnesota battle. Um, but I, it would be more up to, uh, I'm okay with it. I, not that you guys need my permission. It'd be more up to uh, Alex and Joe uh, if they want to share some of the channels or some of the participants that they know have committed to coming. Cause I know we've got, when you combine the two battles, I mean, we've got a good amount of people participating this year. Um, a lot of repeats, uh, a lot of repeat channels or, or participants, but I know we already have some new ones, some new faces that I'm really excited about. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I mean, not to get on the Jeff ask, ask, kiss and train here, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm starting to experience firsthand how difficult I'm it really is to, 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 uh, to plan and organize such a, such a big event, you know, when it comes down to it and you know, the, for, for Jeff, just being like, a, a, like you said, originally just a small guy, just getting himself out there to, to putting together this massive event. Um, 
which everyone like this is I look the, the I I mean yes I'm looking forward to my wedding but just a little <laughs> less I'm looking forward to the musky battle this year <laughs> you know what I mean like I love this event I love meeting the guys that come we've had we are we have like a zero turnaround like everyone's always back the next year they can't wait um, and we're getting, we're getting, I, like I said, I have all kinds of new faces, all, all you know, of interest. Um, a few, I got some local people that are joining, uh, a local guy, John Holmgren and his, his wife, Ashley Holmgren, just, um, amazing people, great people and amazing sticks, unbelievably, too. unbelievable anglers. Oh my goodness. And some of the videos that they're putting out lately, just, it gets, it gets us all through the winter, at least in Minnesota. <laughs> Or we have to wait till we're waiting till June still. I'll, I'm um, super excited about them. I'll say yeah. this: it's worth coming to the Muskie Battle just to see the Lake Saint Clair go. Lake Saint Clair guys grind <laughs> on the little sleep that they have. I mean, they're they're they drive all through the night and they get out, they hop in the boat, and then they'll fish for 16 hours on banks. It's just unreal. I've never seen yeah, anything they, like it. They it are incredible. Ducci, Paul, and uh, Mark, they're animals, dude. And two, it's even more entertaining when you got four footers and they're screaming an that's, hour across the lake to get to their exactly spot. That's exactly what I was going to say. And they're always in rollers, too, no matter what. <laughs> and they're giving well, we midday up. energy drinks. Yeah. And they film their midday ester getting soaking wet, crashing into waves. They send those awesome updates in the middle of the day. <laughs> We could go on and on about the weather that Jeff brings over every time. Oh, you know it. <laughs> Nobody, I'm the, I, I, I'm, I never brag about anything, but the one thing I will say, can't nobody hold a camera to me. Ooh. I am the best at bringing the worst weather. Ooh, we got time. a guy for that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. We, got, we got a guy. Man. We got the old cold front swinker over here. Yeah, I'm really. <laughs> No. We teamed up. Johnny does have it, but I'm on another level. You guys, it's it's yeah. wind, it's cold front, it's clear skies. Johnny brought can tornadoes. Imagine. Ooh, Jeff, you haven't yeah. got tornadoes yet. What about Green Bay? I think there yeah, was. Yeah, so, so we, have, we have to hear the Green Bay story. Like, I gotta, I gotta hear what happened here. Uh, well, whose was, boat it, were we in? What? Tell, let's hear this. So, Dude. so Jeff, Jeff drew drove up, you know, from southern southern wisconsin what is it three hour drive yeah and it, it it was it was like it was like a legit four to five footers there was a small craft warning to to start with <laughs> and and we just kind of like i don't even know like it was you know so it was windy but then it was just the switch flipped and and when i say we couldn't see 20 <laughs> feet in front of the boat we couldn't see 20 feet in front of the boat. Not only I don't was think the heavy stuff dark, gonna, but like the heavy stuff's gonna start coming down for a while now. Yeah, not only was it that that dark, but it was then raining that oh, it was, hard. It was black, it was black night, like somebody turned off the light instantly when the storm came in. I mean, it, was it wasn't night. like, oh yeah, we can see it over there and it's coming this way. It was right now. <laughs> How far out were you guys? Uh, luckily, oh, we... we only were like a mile and a half out. But it, I mean, I don't remember how long it took us to get in. But, you know, it was it was raining so hard. I would literally like give it, I'd like count to three. 
I'd full throttle it for like three seconds and I'd back off and I'd peek over the windshield and like wipe my glasses off to see and I'd pin it for three seconds and I I mean it was terrible. Oh yeah, that's scary. Dude, listen, so the best part was we had I I felt like I was in the matrix or something. I don't know what was happening. We had these cross it was all cross waves because the wind that was already going from the day was going one direction and the storm was pushing the complete opposite. And so we were looking at these like cube square waves, like this grid of waves that were just crossing each other. And we were just getting slammed and we couldn't see. And w another funny part though, I don't know if you remember this, Joe, but we are like, we got to go for it, go for it. Now we got to run for our lives like right now. And when he fired up the motor and starts to slowly go, we looked before we lost our sight. And uh, who was it? It was a guy. Kyle remember Tukarski. Yeah, Kyle Tukarski was, was still casting in like five-footers, dude. I was like, this dude's crazy, dude. In the wow. dark, in the storm, in five-footers. I mean, we were trying – before the storm came, just in the wind, we were dying laughing because we were figurating our bucktails, and they were coming out of, in between waves. Our, our baits were getting totally airborne on the figure eights. And we were almost falling over every time we tried to figure eight because we couldn't, it was, the waves were so bad. But then when the storm came and it got like pitch black dark and there was these cross waves, Kyle, this guide is still out there chucking. <laughs> I'm like, that dude's crazy. Probably caught a 55. Probably. Jeez. So yeah, Donnie, bring your boat to Green Bay. Oh yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know looking back, I used to watch it before I even knew Jeff or knew anybody. And it's, it's just cool now, like knowing Jeff and hearing from you guys and getting a little behind the scenes on like what it takes to run this thing. It's like a, it's a giant operation. And I'm wondering, like I watch, I don't know if any of you guys watch like addicted fishing or like some of the Alaskan channels, like they make these like hour long feature films. And I'm wondering when the musky battle feature films coming, like the hour and a half long, like HD with interviews and like B roll, like when is this coming? That, you could absolutely well, do that. Is something that we're gonna. I mean, this is this is we're like we do some changes and we we progress every year, and that's something mm -hmm. that we're gonna be we're gonna be working on a little bit this year. We're gonna get small features of every team, um, and I think we're gonna try to take everyone's footage and put it all together and gel mm -hmm. it into one awesome long winter video that people can enjoy. Uh, that would be year. cool. I'm thinking though, like, so you have everybody's perspective, like you have their own channels and stuff. I'm thinking one central like camera crew that's like filming the people filming, like a, like a behind the scenes kind. Of, like that'd be wild. So that that sounds like Tom just volunteered. Yeah. I was gonna yeah, say, yeah. It sounds Tom, like you guys need somebody that covers musky shows to come out Ryan, there I think. and do oh, a little filming. Oh, there we go. Ryan's <laughs> yeah. good at that. Here, ben, Ben's got to check out. Hey, Ben, thanks for taking the time, brother. You're the man. Yeah, thanks, Ben. I got I got one ben more story about Ben that's perf that perfectly encapsulates like the background of, of the battle. Is the very first time I met him. I don't know if he's still here or not, but the very first time I met him, it was like you know the battle starts on like the Wednesday and no one else was there, so I dumped my boat in. I'm like, you know, I just met you. You want to go fishing? So he hops in the boat. We rip across Leech Lake. I think it was like a 12 mile drive, you know, and it's on camera somewhere, but an hour into it, Ben gets all worked up. He sees this huge, he, he's like a 50 inch or just porpoise. And I, I watch this guy go from like 
no emotion to just ecstatic. He then mm. proceeds to hook his spare rod on the back cast and throw it in the water. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> we lose the it? next half hour. We spent the next half hour fishing for it on the bottom of the lake, and we eventually got it, though. Did you? Nice. Um, oh, how'd you get it? Because I, I currently have a, I've lost a, a rod two years ago at my lake, and I, I pretty much know where it is, but it's I've never been able to get it. Husky Medusa. <laughs> yeah, I tried. Man, I tried. I tried ro- like pulling uh, the toads, bulldogs, you name it. No luck. Anyways. Hey, uh, also, also another Ben Stone plug is to this day. My favorite video on YouTube is Ben casting his bucktail in front of a boat that went zipping behind him, behind or by him, and this boat hooks his line and rips the rod straight out of his hand, and he gets in slow motion, and it is epic. It's a great video. It's a great video. I've never seen that. If you guys haven't seen it, you gotta go. I think that's on his personal channel. You gotta go yeah. and check it out. It is, it's the best. You know, I could be wrong. You know, with uh, speaking of the Ben Stone stories, um, when he the first, like you said, the first year he came, uh, he won the battle, and you know, we were we were all getting acclimated. He's a shyer guy, but again, a great human being, great guy, good angler. Um, but if I'm not mistaken he got in with the Lake St. Clair guys a little late at night, the first night. Yeah. yeah. And they were, I, mean, I don't know if they were, there's a little peer pressure going on or something, but I think he was throwing them back pretty good. Uh, didn't get up to what was it? Noon or one the next day. When everyone's been fishing for six hours. Yeah. It was like noon. Yeah. Goes out there at 1230 falling on the dock wins the battle in 15 minutes at 12 15 in the afternoon which if you fish no if you fish wow. minnesota the his, clear water hair, midday stuff on his hair was still too, wet right? from his 12 30 shower oh, yeah he yeah. literally got it on the top with, water too didn't he yep yep right away <laughs> he was out there for maybe 15 minutes and he caught the winning fish <laughs> that's insane but, but, it's all it takes is one ben, cast yeah i know Speaking of Ben, case ten, <laughs> right? Going back to the the feature film idea, you know, we we've talked about it a little bit. Alex kind of touched on it, and it's you know you got to just like for me back in 2017, I did the first pilot run, and I'm thinking this is crazy, and we better catch a muskie, otherwise this is not going to work. Fortunately, we did, and we had a really good run, multiple battles in a row, catching multiple muskies. But you know, you you have to you have an idea. You take baby steps, you test it, and then you learn the pros, the cons, the good, the bad. You know, you you mold it, you change it a little bit, you try to make it better, and you say, okay, that didn't work. Let's take that out. This was great. Let's run with that. But you keep taking baby steps as it progresses, and you try to improve, make it bigger, better, etc. And the reality is, you know, you know, you got we got people like John and, and his wife Ashley. I mean, if you like Alex already mentioned it, you go watch some of their stuff. I mean, they're they're just high end top notch. They're, they're filming, they're editing their videos, everything they put out, even their short videos are just amazing. I watch them over and over again. So you, the, the team has expanded and grown to where you look at them, you look at someone like Ben, who's involved obviously with overseeing the battle now this year and the talent and the skill is there. The minds are there behind the scenes to try to pull something off like this. 
but you know, again, you have to, you have to take baby steps. You have to get the core group. You have to get everybody on the same page over the years. I was the one always trying to orchestrate sharing footage footage. And it's really hard to get, you know, seven, eight, nine teams to share footage, to get it all in in a timely fashion. And then, and then obviously you're still left with going through all that footage from different teams and editing it. So this has been on the radar. It's a great question. I think eventually it's something that could be done. I remember when I did it, uh, my first full year doing uh, season one in 2018, I remember bouncing ideas around with some of the guys then, you know, I was hoping eventually someday down the road, we would get picked up by some type of legitimate sponsor that might be willing to provide an actual camera team. So just so you know, I'm just touching on it. We're not there yet, but that has always been in the back of my mind. It's always been a goal. And I think it would be incredible to have, you know, maybe not, I think the way Alex described it is kind of how we've always seen it kind of maybe more so instead of doing like just one quote unquote feature film, breaking it down into episodes, you know, with like cliffhangers and stuff, but breaking it into, you know, a, a, a five or six episode series. Um, but I think there's definitely potential to do something like that. We're not there yet, but we just need to keep it going and we need to keep the momentum going. And I think the more attention it gets, the more support we get, um, you know, the more people we get on board that have either the talent themselves or even just the connections. Um, I don't think we're that far away from it, uh, but baby steps and we're getting there little by little. Yeah, I I agree. I I think that we've actually progressed a little bit more than even Jeff is putting out there though. I mean, I I think that at least for the, the 20 to 30 guys that we have, right now i mean these guys are all on board um i think we've got the structure this season for the battle that it's going to play out a a lot more organized um you know last year you know was another a little bit of a learning curve also as we had two different locations um we you know we were doing um, uh, half the crew at up at uh, ruckers lodge and half the crew at northland on leech lake which by the way, not a shameless plug or anything. Those resorts are amazing. Northern Minnesota resorts, uh, both Rutgers Lodge and Northland uh, for supporting this whole thing. I mean, they're generous enough to get us the lodging um, and for all these people coming out of state flying in and just awesome resorts overall. Um, And the ownership, once you meet the owners, they're just down to earth, super nice people. That's awesome. Um, But yeah, I, I think that we've come... Uh, like I said, we're not quite there, but I, I, I believe we'll fully be there after this season. This, this, this muskie battle this year is going to be very organized. It's all going to be held. Everyone's going to be at the same location, um, both with the, the lodging itself, uh, takeoffs, dinner, t- dinners, everything like that. It's a completely organized event this year. And, you know, when we compile the footage from all the different teams and, I, you know, I'm, I, me and Ben are also working on this a little bit more than we've spoken on the side, Jeff, but, you know, Ben is going to do some, you know, he, his editing skills, like you said, are just top notch and we're going to make a lot more happen than, than what we're putting out here. So. Nice. That'd be cool. Well, when do you think up. roughly, oh, go ahead, Jeff, my bad. Well, I was going to say just from what, you know, Alex was saying, and then what we were talking before that, you know, it goes so far beyond just the battle itself is, you know, so last year I was actually able to quit my job. You know, I, I was a, a mechanic fabricator 
I was able to quit my job thanks to the muskie battle, basically, and go work on a resort for a summer, that Northland Resort, because I was at the battle, met the resort owner, Rudy. Shout out, Rudy, if you're happy to listen to this. But <laughs> I was talking to him while fishing with him at the battle. And, uh, you know, the next year he's like, you know, if you want to do something, come work at the resort and, and let's go fishing and you can take people out fishing. I'm like, I, I didn't have to think twice. I was like, heck yeah, that's what I'm doing. And that, I mean, it literally was thanks to the musky battle. I would, if I wouldn't have been at the musky battle, I would never have got that opportunity. I mean, it, it, like we were saying before, it just goes so far past just catching fish, you know, just beating out your buddies for big fish, which don't get me wrong. I still want to do, but it's just so much more than that. Are you going back? Are you going to work there again this year? Uh, I'm not, unfortunately, not because of, of anything with Northland. It's just, it's five hours away from home with a wife and two kids. And it's, you know, I'm, I will never regret trying it out for the summer. It was, I mean, you can't beat living on the shores of one of the greatest fisheries in the Midwest ever. Yeah, that would be tough. That would be tough with, with the family. That's for sure. For sure. So unfortunately I'm not, but uh, it was a blast of a summer for sure. So this year, are you guys going to be at, is the, is the event going to be held at, was it Rutgers or Ruggers? So it's, it's, uh, it's Rutgers Birchmont Lodge uh, on Lake Bemidji. Um, yeah, and, and we have secured all the necessary lodging ahead of time. Uh, Carrie, the owner there, just the nicest person ever. Uh, yeah. Super helpful. It makes, it makes planning the battle so much easier when you have all that lined up in advance, knowing that guys can just come from anywhere, hop on a plane, show up. You know, we even have a regional airport in Bemidji for some people. Um, just central location. Uh, it's going to be really organized this year, really, really organized. Uh, and I, 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 like I said, I, I, nobody can wait. Nobody that I, that has been to this battle before can wait. And, and just to be clear, that's nothing against Northland there. It was just, it's a lot later this year. We all want it to be in one location instead of two last year. So that the later season, just Rutgers is more, uh, it, it just works out better to just, post it there that much later. I mean, they're cat like at Northland, their cabins are all shut down by that time, basically. So yeah. And yeah, uh, Rutgers, Rutgers is on, on uh, Bemidji. It is. Yeah. Yes. How big is Bemidji compared to Cass? Uh, Bemidji is about, I think it's around 5,500 acres and Cass is, I think 13,000 or so, give or take. So it's about okay. half. They're both, I mean, they're both good, size bodies of water you know you you, you not they'll take you more than a day to you know to break down each of those bodies of water with with everyone staying at rutgers is it going to be more is the event going to be more focused on lake bemidji considering that you guys could put their boat there and get right out on the lake as opposed to having to trailer at someplace yeah you, i mean that i think that that is going to be the case but we are going to keep it open um to, to, you know, whatever each team wants to do. Like, you know, the, the Lake St. Clair guys, they, they love the huge water. They love bombing across Go four footers, leech. you know, especially late season. So they'll probably trailer it an hour down the road to leach each morning. But, you know, we, we also have smaller bodies of water local, you know, we're, 
that we'll include this year. There's big, there's Plantagenet. I, you know, there's a bunch of uh, good lakes around here that we're considering opening it up to. Um, Alex doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to a lake that nobody's fished in the battle yet before. So, uh oh. And Joe doesn't know it yet, but I'm following him to that lake. <laughs> <laughs> and none of you know yet, but I'm going with Cam then. I'm winning the whole thing. <laughs> I hope you do. Let's go. Zap, zap, baby. Got the nine foot taser pole. <laughs> I was thinking, when can the anxious uh, viewer expect to start seeing some footage popping up? When do you, I mean, I know it's, it would be a total ballpark estimate, but when do you think the first clips will start hitting the internet from this year's battle? Well, you know, like I said, it's a little bit end of October this year, but I think the goal is to sort of present the clips as soon as mid-December uh but then like the final pro like I personally want to do like like we were discussing earlier uh, you know with a, a big mesh of all the teams profiles and getting everything together on one long video almost movie like um that can you know drop in the dead middle of winter when all of us are are just itching for it <laughs> you know because right. that's how I get through my winters is watching a lot of you guys, a lot of stuff that you put out and uh, everyone else that does YouTube and, and filming. And it's just how we all get through the winter waiting, you know, I think the more of the local net. guys like Donnie, I think, you know, guys like you that have YouTube channels, Ryan, you should be putting out more winter content, you know, focused on getting it for people, you know, for people that <laughs> steal <outdoors>. videos. <clears throat> Nobody, literally nobody wants to watch steelhead videos. Nobody wants to watch steelhead videos. I just want to Pennsylvania and fish all winter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on down. We'll take you creek hopping. This is this seems like the perfect time to plug a early spring or winter Pennsylvania muskie battle. That could easily be done. Pennsylvania leg. That is going to be in the works in the future. There is no doubt about it, and I'm. We're going to hold you to your word there. Yeah, I like it. That's one thing that we don't have uh, as many options in northern Minnesota as the, the creek and the river type, even bank fishing, you know. I mean, there's there's very limited options along the Mississippi, but we don't have it like you guys do over there. And it is difficult when, you know, half of the year is closed for, for muskies. You know, I get I get itching real bad around this time of year, you yeah. know. You know what's really amazing to me, Alex? You catch giant fish, and you get to fish six months left less than we do. That's (laughs) ridiculous. You're going to be disappointed in the size. I was going to say, our muskie battle, you can pretty much, it'll be cool. You could fit ours in the live well and just like take them back to the launch ramp and take pictures of all of them. You fit like five of ours in your bass boat live well, maybe. Yeah, I'm from Wisconsin. I know what it's like, Jeff, huh? No, but yeah. it's still it's yeah. still cool though what you got you know what you guys are doing over there. Uh, yeah, I even it, it doesn't seem like it to you, but I'm you know I'm still living vicariously through you guys' ability to go out this last week and catch them. I you know I'm seeing stories from Donnie and the rest of you, and it's like man, they're out they're out trolling, they're out getting them. You know, size of fish doesn't matter to me. I just at this I've done this I've I've been musky fishing for so long. You know, I just I just love seeing my friends catch fish and and. I'd be in the token that man in the boat, you know what I mean? Like I don't, I just, 
Uh, I couldn't agree the, more. Yeah. I, I, a part of me, I just enjoy being on the boat with someone when they catch yeah. a fish. You mm-hmm. know, just being a part of the whole experience is is as much fun as you know getting it yourself. I mean, Tom and I caught our first fish together, you know, two mm-hmm. weeks ago, and it was you know it was, it was a, a momentous occasion. You know, just having that happen, and so it How every doing? fish does matter. When Alex was talking about telling Joe spots the first time he ever met him. Like that's one of the best feelings in my mind is like when you, when you tell somebody, you know, what worked for you and then they give you the feedback, like I did that and caught fish. And that's like the most fulfilling feeling. That's yeah, like, I mean, else out. like it's, it's a strange world navigating, you know, the musky fishing industry through social media these days. There's so many roads we could go down right now and the pros and cons and and stuff but at the end of the day you know to me it's just about camaraderie and having fun and the passion of meeting new guys in the industry and getting out on the boat with different people and watching them catch a fish and you know I I get the question all the time you know like oh how come you don't guide how come you don't how come you don't do this and that and and make musky fishing your business and that's exactly why, uh, you know, I did the thought of even losing the passion of this sport, even, even the slightest bit, because I make it my survival tool, you know, is, is the reason I don't do those things, you know, uh, and th- that's just how it is. I love the sport, you know, every, every fish of the year, it doesn't matter if it's a 30 incher or a 54 incher, you know, I, uh, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm thrilled um, you know, yelling out, yelling to the top of my lungs. I, the passion is always there and that's, that's how it should be to me. You know, you know, I see a lot of the guys that I've got good, good friends that, you know, have gone down the road of making musky fishing, their business, their light livelihood. And, you know, they, they have lost some of the passion. They, you know, they, they become oh, a little yeah. bit more monotone with it. You see it in, you know, you see it out there and it's, they to me, I'm jaded. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I don't know. Uh, to me, I just, I use fishing as a source of relaxation and just meeting new people. And that's, that's what it's about for me. Well, I think that's, that kind of dovetails into, you know, why we decided to start this podcast because we kind of saw that there was a, 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 a missing area of people who aren't, aren't in the business, you know, uh, that, you know, of people, guys who, who didn't, didn't decide to just go ahead and make, make, make musky fishing their lives. We really are just weekend warriors by, by definition. And so the, the issues that are present that we present are issues that are different than someone that is on their boat 180 days a year. You know, we're, so we're trying to focus on those types of things and, and having you guys on has really, I think brought that full circle, you know, very much so. And I really appreciate that. I think your, your outlook at Alex is very much on, you know, on right on line with what we, what we've always kind of espoused why we're doing this. I do have a question uh, for Alex on this too, or Jeff, sorry. I, uh, do you feel like this is part of the progression of musky fishing? Like, do you guys feel like initially when you get going, the, like all you want to do is just catch fish and throw elbows and just get as many fish in the net as possible. And then like all of a sudden you just like grow up over a year or whatever many of years to the point where you enjoy it more 
you know, to see other people catch fish. Is that, is that part of the progression or is that, does that take a special person to get to that point? I think it's a little bit of both, but Jeff, yeah, go ahead. I, I was, I agree with Alex. I was going to say it varies, you know, um, I'm going to be honest and just share my opinion, you know, and I'm not saying I'm necessarily right, but this is how I feel about it. You know, I think someone that matures, someone that grows, someone that improves as a person as they age in life, which I hope we're all trying to do. I think that will be the progression for them. But I think a lot of people, unfortunately, and this is, you know, a byproduct of the beast that is social media and also sometimes coupled with the ability to make money while you're doing it. So it's a combination of attention and making money sometimes. I think the nature of that beast sometimes brings people into the sport that they don't, they never had those intentions, those motives. You know, it might be an addictive thing. It might be an attention thing. It might be a money thing. It might be all the above. I think that comes down to character and personality and you never really know. And I'm not trying to throw shade at all those people, but I just am being honest. I don't think everyone in the sport uh, has the same goals and intentions in mind. I think all of us I yeah, mean, they, I they're so, the ego, you know, musky fishing, musky is the biggest, baddest fish in the, in, in the water. And I, there's a lot of guys that think they are the biggest, baddest dude on earth because they're good at musky fishing. And, you know, one certainly doesn't have to correlate to the other. I, I think you know, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's a lot more about, you know, the, the character as opposed to showing off on social media and flexing and, you know, doing all this corny, corny stuff. I got right. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Jeff, I know you and I have talked about this a lot, but uh, there's more to life than musky fishing. Yes, we all love it. Yes, it's a huge passion for us. But, you know, I, you know, without getting too deep here, but like the guys who are, you know, single and alone from it because it's all they eat, sleep think and breathe you know i i almost feel sorry for them just because right i mean that's that's mm-hmm. all they do and they you know they go through their whole life and it's you know it it becomes their number one priority over family over you know even money and just uh, it's just i mean there's more to life than it can be your passion you know musky it, it's it's you know you don't really see it with walleye fishermen or bluegill fishermen or bass fishermen or i mean maybe bass a little bit just because it's so huge but I mean, Muskie just has the uh, ability to take over your life like almost none other. And it, there's just more to it, more to life than just Muskies. But with that said, we all still love Muskies. Certainly. Oh, yeah. But, awesome. you know, Muskies <laughs> are, so they're, you're exactly right there. It, you know, they, I don't know. I, they I can just be lost. all I, consuming. It, it can yeah. be in, in, in the moment you you let it become all consuming, then, you know, the, it's no longer fun. It's no longer enjoyment. And if, you know, if I'm going to do anything, I want to do it for enjoyment. I don't you know if it, if it really drove me crazy, which actually kind of which is why I kind of decided to, to taper off golf, because golf was absolutely driving me insane at times because I take I took it way too seriously. And I uh, and I, I would just obsess about shit. And so, so I'm, I'm happy that I'm not, I've, I've not gotten that way with musky fishing. And if you guys, Tom 
kind of gets on me when I, I w- I'd like to cook and I like to, you know, do more of the social stuff when we have hunks weekend, you know, not fish every, every second of the day, because I really think that that that's a big part of it. It's, it's, you know, being with the guys, you know, cooking dinners, spending time with everybody. It's not necessarily the biggest fish, how many fish you put in the boat and, uh, and things like that. Yep. I totally agree to, to me. It's like I said, it just comes down to one word and that's just fun, you know, make it, make it fun and don't, don't overthink everything in, in this sport, you know, and, you know, a little bit about what Jeff said too. Like, I, I agree that there's just some people that, you know, are, I don't want to say mistakenly in the, the industry of the sport, but they're just, they're only in it for the business aspect and the popularity of it. And that's just not, you know, it's a double-edged sword when it comes to, to, to media and social media, you know, whereas you, know, you get that route and then you get the route that, you know, leads everyone in this podcast night tonight here, you know, all of us together, you know, that's the, that to me is the greatest part about it. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one thing I wanted to add to that is, back when Ryan first brought this up is, you know, even if you just do basic math, you know, if you take, let's say guides and to be fair, I mean, I just want to throw this out there. Side note, you know, there are some guys in the industry that do it right now. I think they're a rarity. I think they're the minority, but there's, there's guys that are professional guides, or maybe they're a professional in the industry some way or another. Maybe they, they make lures or whatever you, there are, there are some guys that are solid dudes, they still keep their family a priority. Um, you know, they have a social life, et cetera. Now it's rare. It's definitely rare, but I do want to give credit where it's due because if any of those guys are listening, um, I know there are guys that work really hard to balance things and they're doing the best they can. They're probably doing a good job. Now with that said, to my main point, I was going to make, you know, kind of piggybacking off of what Alex was just saying to Ryan's original question, you know, you take out guides, um, and even tournament anglers, if we're being real, there's not enough of a, there, the musky tournament circuit is not big enough. Um, it's not demanding enough to where you're fishing all the time. Like you would be, if you were a bass tournament, a professional bass tournament angler. But if, if you were to take guides or somebody who makes a living, uh, with muskies some way or another fishing, the reality is that is such a small number uh, such a small pool of the musky community. You know, you're probably talking less than 10%, maybe even less than 5% of guys that full-time legitimately musky fish or make money, uh, make an income off of musky fishing or musky lures, what have you. And so you take the other 85 to 95% of us, what's left? Now, again, some guys, like Alex said, they just come and do it with the wrong intentions, the wrong goals, whatever. And that's fine to each their own. They can live their life and do what they want. But the overwhelming majority of guys are probably regular guys, like the guys that are participating in the battle, it's like the guys that are running this podcast. And that's what I meant earlier, where I think there is a craving, a desire, like a yearning for more of this type of stuff, because most of the guys in this musky game are not what we're talking about. They're not these over the top, um, you know, all consuming, you know, a, you know, addicted to a fault type of musky guys that are, this is all they do 24, seven, 12 months out of the year. And they're, and they're making a living on top of it the overwhelming majority of guys, everyone else are guys like us. And I'll add, the last thing I'll say is that 
even the, you know, whatever you want to call them, if they're not hardcore or they're not as addicted, you know, because there's this tough guy. We talked about this last time. There's this mindset in the musky community. You can call it whatever you want, and you can call me or, or somebody else like Alex, and I'll attest to everything he's saying. Joe's the same way. When, when you're in these guys' boats, they want you to catch a fish. They want to net a fish for you. They want to give you the bait that's been working. They want to tell you where to cast. I mean, they, they're not making this stuff up. They get more joy out of helping a buddy or a, a first timer catch a fish when they, when they take them out in their boat. So these guys are the real deal. They're genuine and they mean it. But the, the bottom line is you can say what you want about someone like me, someone like Alex. Um, I, I could name a long, a, there's a long list of guys I could put in this category. And you may think because they're not, you know, hardcore, over the top, nasty, ugly, you know, just live, eat, sleep muskies, you know, slamming monsters and Mountain Dew, one, a Dew in one hand and a, and a monster in the other. And you can try your best to downgrade them and act as though they're not, quote unquote, serious muskie anglers. Well, I've got news for you. I know very few people that have caught the caliber of fish and the amount of fish that guys like Alex have. And he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met. I, my, my uncle, who got me into this game, and he's the most quiet, humble guy you'll ever meet. And for the record, he, he doesn't spend much time on social media because of how ugly it's gotten. And back in the day, he was the, you know, insert name, Hammernick, whoever you want of his day in the 80s and 90s, without question. He was on that level. And he doesn't like what's happened in the social media game. But you take someone like my uncle even, and I'm going to tell you, there are dozens of guys like Alex, like my uncle. They're nice. They're respectful. They've got their priorities straight. They're good dudes. They, they're not braggadocious. And I'm telling you right now, they've caught so many dang big muskies. It'll make you puke if you knew the truth. But you would never know it because they're not seeking the attention. And so my point is, some of these nice, quiet muskie guys that you think are not, that, that some guys in the community don't think are serious, they're some of the best sticks in the game. They just don't toot their own horn. And so I just think it's for me, when I step back and look at what I'm doing with my channel, with the battle and what you guys are doing with your podcast, I think I said this on a comment on one of your posts you put up recently, Ryan, but the guys with character in the sport are quiet because they don't want to waste time with unfruitful confrontations, which is probably wise because you don't want to waste your time or energy with a foolish debate. But the point is, I think there are a lot more quiet guys in this sport than we may realize. I think there's a lot of guys that are trying to do things the right way. They've got a good attitude. And just like Joe said, they are just as passionate about muskies as everyone else. But they kind of keep quiet or keep to themselves because they don't want a part of the drama. And so I think, you know, back to Ryan's initial question, my hope is that your podcast, there's others trying to do similar stuff hopefully through my small channel, maybe through the, you know, I think, I don't think, I know Alex and Ben and these guys can take the battle to a level I never dreamed of because they're that focused and motivated and talented. But my hope is that these things, and I told you guys this in the first podcast, you know, it was kind of like my stick it to the man, just keep casting. <laughs> and in the battle, you know, I'm a nobody shore fisherman. I have no boat. I'm not a guide. I have no business even being in this conversation if we're being real my hope was to kind of stick it to the man but really to draw out the good ones and say you guys we can do this 
we can do it the right way. We don't have to conform. And there's probably more like us, but we have to be bold enough to put ourselves out there and, and do and do something. We got to try. So hopefully it's something and what I just rambled on forever made sense. <laughs> you, you know, Jeff, also, you know, on, kind of on the other end of the spectrum there, you know, not just some of the quieter guys out there, but even some of the, the, the loud guys and some of the guys that are all over social media, like when, when it comes to this sport, there's, it's similar to just, you know, current life issues. I mean, there's so much polarity on the, on online that it doesn't, it doesn't tell any of the story about people until you get to meet them in real life. I mean, if you look everyone, you know, everyone's going to be guilty of looking at someone else online who they've never met, especially in the world of fishing and be like, Oh man, I can't stand that guy for for whatever reason it may be. You know what I mean? I bet you there's someone out there that you, that you've seen and you're like, man, I don't, I don't think I like that guy. Well, you know, in, in my opinion, the best thing that you can do for yourself and for the polarity of the online world is invite that guy on your boat or try to get out fishing with that person, you know, and see what they say, see how they respond to you. Take that route. You, you, you come to, it's kind of surprising, you know, you know, how people are once you get to have a real life conversation out fishing with someone, you know, that you originally might've had other opinions on. That's life or anything, honestly. I mean, how many family members do you have on Facebook and stuff that are, they come off as batshit crazy, but they're a great time to be around at like a barbecue or something. No, mine are all still batshit crazy. (laughs) I mean, even, even myself, like I I am, I'm guilty at times of getting, you know, even Jeff knows I can get pretty opinionated on stuff. (laughs) I mean, if you ask me, if you ask me a question, you know, I'm not, I don't sugarcoat stuff. Like I'm going to tell you my opinion. I'll tell you if, if I think you're disrespectful in any situation or manner, like I am going to speak up and say, do whatever, make, you know, make sure that they're in view of that. And that's just how I am. I mean, I I don't know. Uh, Some people might dislike that. Some people don't, but you know, I, 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 I don't like dishonesty, and I don't like, you know, disrespectfulness. Uh, and, you know, like, like I said, you know, there's been some, you know, a couple bad apples in, the, in some old battles where, you know, Jeff was like, you know, don't go over there and be confrontational. Just let it be. Let them, let them disrespect me, even though, you know, Jeff is the guy that made everything here possible for you to be here for free. You know what I mean? And, you know, when you, when I see someone disrespecting that, it's just kind of eats the nerve a little bit, you know? Yeah. But most people aren't as bad as you think. Get out fishing with the people you think you can't stand and you'd be surprised. I, uh, I want to apologize to you guys for, to you guys for taking us down this route. That was not my intention, but I'll tell you (laughs) what, this is great. I, I, I'm fascinated by all of this because, you know, there's so many different personalities. Well, you heard, you, you know, other podcasts were like, you know, talking about the musky battle last year after, you know, and oh, yeah, yeah. There oh, was yeah. just, a, there was a lot of talk where, you know, all this coded language and, you know, just cryptic stuff. But it was just like, you know, dude, that, that just does not, that didn't seem like that. The, uh, that was just gross to me, honestly. Yes. That's what- Seven minutes thing- in, I shut that one off right off. Yeah. Shut it down, never picked it up again. That's one thing, though. I've never met anybody that I can't have a good time fishing with. 
Yeah, like doesn't matter. Um, what, yeah, maybe Tom. Yeah, that's <laughs> when he's trying to when he keeps talking about trout fishing when we're supposed to be musky fishing. Also, for the record, Tom, I I have not posted any footage of steelhead as you can tell on my channel. And oh, there's a video out there where you're talking about how amazing steelhead fishing is. Yeah, okay. Uh, Ryan, not, Ryan, Ryan doesn't want to lose followers. There might be one, yeah. but there wasn't one recently. We'll, we'll put it that way. Uh, okay, so it's like a sex Ryan, tape. It just goes away after a year or two. You're right, exactly. It does. Oh, uh, okay. It's in, it's in the cloud somewhere. Donnie, you, you had your hand up there. Yeah, I mean, we kind of got away from it at this point, but I was just going to chime in because uh, I thought it was pretty funny that uh, Joe told his little story about how he met Alex, and that would have been a few years ago, his first time at the battle, and and Alex basically telling him exactly where to fish and everything without even knowing him because Alex did the exact same thing for me this year. It just kind of shows the type of guy Alex is like, you know, it was, it was literally the exact same thing. You know, I, I knew Alex from Instagram, but we had never talked before in my, in our lives before uh, we were sitting at battle, the, the dinner, the night before the battle. And, you know, also Mike Conklin, who was nice enough to take me out on his boat for three days straight. And, you know, there's, there's that whole dynamic too, of getting a stranger on your boat and, you know, he, you don't know what you're going to get, especially from Mike's perspective, but, you know, he was kind of gracious, gracious enough to do that and, and take me out. But Alex and I and, and Mike were sitting there eating dinner and he basically asked us where we were fishing and we're kind of like, I, I don't know, you know, <laughs> Mike knew the waters obviously a lot better than I did, but uh, you know, we weren't sure where we were going to go. And Alex is like, Oh yeah, you want to fish basically this lake and not just this lake, but you want to fish right here, <laughs> pretty much circled a spot. And we fished there for three days straight. And although we only caught one fish, uh, we saw fish literally every day, big fish too. If, if I was as good as Alex, I probably would have caught a couple, but you know, <laughs> we were there. He had us in the right spot. We just didn't seal the deal too much. See, and, uh, even though you didn't catch a fish, do you want to come back? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. They're there. I was going to say, Donnie, Donnie gave me that same treatment one time at a boat ramp, but it turned out that the big one that got away was actually an anchor. Yes. Which we caught, <laughs> we caught together a couple days later. I gave him my waypoint because I lost the trolling bait on this anchor. I wanted him to go snag it too, so he'd hopefully get it back, and it worked like a charm. Oh, yeah. We had a real nice one on. Lost it. Right over here, waypoint 282. That's where you want to be. <laughs> that going to scream. You get a rip every time you roll through that spot. He's usually deep. <laughs> <laughs> so where are we going to take us from here? What else do we have here? It's up to, oh, up yeah. to you boys. Yeah. I think that's a pretty we good... About time to, about time to, time to wrap her up? I fine with me. I think we yeah, talked I mean, about what we... What do you guys get? This, this, uh, yeah, I was going to say, the second we start going down uh, current musky topics, we'll be here all night. So, right. <laughs> No, yeah, Maybe. I think, it, honestly, I think it, the, this panel, I think we'll probably end up having more or less all of you guys on at some point individually to talk, you know, about your, you know, your particular experiences because 
hopefully you guys have listened to this podcast a little bit. You know, we, we really want to get deeper into kind of who you guys are and what you guys do. So at some point, you know, let's, I'd like to get everyone back on here individually to, to really take a deep dive into you guys. Hopefully you guys would have an interest in coming back on and doing that with us. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The way you guys just carry yourselves and this, this podcast is, yeah, I, I hope it grows and grows and grows because it, it's every bit deserving. It's very entertaining, funny, great people on here. Thanks, man. You know, yeah. it, it, it's I love it. It's a great time. For sure. yeah, yeah, that, that means a lot to us because, yeah. you know, we, we we us being over here in Pittsburgh, we kind of think our, our reach is limited. But I think what we try to talk about is things that, you know, any musky angler that isn't a professional, that it doesn't have a, make a living doing this might, might encounter. And that's really what we want to focus on. And the fact that guys like you are listening and enjoying it, it uh, really means, means a, a whole heck of a lot to, to, to us. So thank you guys. I'll tell you yeah. what, I'd, I'd tell you any one of you guys, my two musky spots. <laughs> and we'd be oh glad God. to fish them all day. We'd be glad to take them. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Don't tell Ryan. There's going to be a whole hell of a lot more we'll people there. We'll be burning them, burning them up instantly. I'll tell yeah, you all mine and only half of them are going to be anchor ropes. <laughs> one of the new guys uh, um, for the musky battle this past year, Zach Iverson. He's got a Instagram of poison ivy fishing. Just awesome, awesome guy also. Uh, he just bought my graphs, and when I when I dropped them off in Wisconsin, I left my chips in there. So have at them. <laughs> oh, you'll find them pop up on Craigslist here yeah. in a few days. <laughs> that was, that, right, I, I'm I'm putting it out there. I want to be on Zach's team this year. <laughs> is there is there loaded SD cards on the suit? Points. Yeah, he only lives an hour west of me, so I'm going to be making a weekend trip over there to copy those waypoints now. <laughs> what, do, what do you think? Offer a uh, waypoint service? Yeah, ten at <laughs> ten at fifty on that one, yeah, right on there the on the SD cards. Oh, <laughs> one, one more plug for the for the uh, musky battle. I think we should do yeah, that. Any, yeah. Anything else you guys want to touch on real quick, or just probably circle back if, around? If you're if you're in, if anyone's interested. Any way, shape, or form with the battle, just reach out to Alex McLean Muskies on Instagram um, or Joe if you're interested in the battle on the Bay and Green Bay. You know, we've got we've got relatively full rosters, but we, we can always fit one or two more teams. So if anyone's interested, especially, look up. Uh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, especially if you're willing to sleep on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Green Bay might not be so cozy, but like Joe said, you're going to be fishing the moon all night anyway. So you, don't, you can sleep on the boat, you know, hopefully not in five-footers, but – yeah, if anyone's interested, you know, really, I mean, I think sometimes guys think they're on the outside looking in and, oh, I could never do that or I, I don't have a channel or whatever, and Alex keeps mentioning it, but that's not that's not the way it works. If you're interested, reach out to Joe if you want to try Green Bay. Reach out to uh, Alex if you want to do Minnesota, if you got a buddy or if you got a team or whatever, and we can at least start the conversation. Um, and so if anyone has interest, reach out to those guys for the time being. Stay tuned, obviously. Um, it won't be long before – these guys will be putting out some, hopefully we'll be putting out some sick content. You know, I, I'm, I'm pumped now. Alex has left me in the dark. I like it though. It's like leaving mm. me on the edge of my seat, but, but um, it's, it's, it's open and we want it to grow and we want the right people. And hopefully this whole podcast and talking about the battle again, just encourages guys to do what Alex said, take somebody fishing, you know, and not, not just at the battle, but take somebody fishing, meet some people, 
Um, I think some guys have become gun shy because they're afraid someone's going to bite off their head. But And that does happen occasionally. But there's a lot of good guys in this sport. You know, the battle's an example. Your guys' podcast is another one. And, uh, you know, I, I just hope that we can keep this thing going. I hope it grows. And uh, I hope this isn't the last. I'm looking forward to hearing these one-on-ones. I've done enough talking. I'm done. I'm taking a break from your guys' podcast. No offense. But I want to hear these <laughs> one-on-ones. Yeah, I definitely think we should try and get – I don't know if we want to try and get them, like, leading up to the battles or maybe after the battles or we can kind of – are you yeah, are you going to both it. battles, Tony? I can't do both. I, I'm planning on. I, I originally I wanted to do both, but with, uh, you know, the baby and and everything else going on in life, I had to bow out of the Green Bay battle. But I I am still still RSVP'd for the Minnesota battle. Looking forward to that. Maybe I'd be able to drag a hunk along for a a partner. Oh, I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. We'll have to see if if Alex Ooh, Alex guys. would have to okay that or oh. so. bring them all, dude. That's a it's a whole new state and a great bunch of guys. Anyone you guys want, we can we can figure it out. Sure. Thanks, man. I'm calling dibs on that there one. Is, there is a <laughs> battle. Um, it just started. There's not a lot out there, but there is a musky battle Instagram page as well. It's just musky. I think it's musky underscore battle. I think but, I saw um, that. Yeah, and so as we get closer to and and two, you know, there'll be little, hopefully, little updates, little short clips here and there, maybe. Um, but we'll try to use that Instagram as the main one to promote the battle moving forward. So if you're not following it already, go check out the Musky Battle on Instagram, the Musky Battle page, and check out all these guys' YouTube channels and the old Musky Battle videos if you haven't seen them yet. All their other videos. These guys got a lot of good content out there. So, in the meantime, while we're waiting for the new ones, there's lots of old videos you guys can all check out. Oh, yeah. I got every battle on my channel from 2017 till now. So, go get caught up, y'all. I'm going to start watching tonight. I just, uh, while we've been talking here, I watched a a video of Ben Stone taking a lure to the face. So, that (laughs) that, uh, that was pretty nasty, honestly. but it was, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting into some more of this content. I think we've got a lot of clips that just haven't made it out there yet either, like uh, Joe and his hook sets on Pike, <laughs> things like that. Get me started. Hey. I saw one Most on, of it's I, on my channel. Most of yeah, that's on Jeff's it. channel. I was going to say I saw that one. With, so this one's definitely a musky. Definitely a musky. If, <laughs> if those Pike want to hit a musky bait, they're getting a musky hook set. That's my role. well boys i'm looking forward to these individual chats we will have in the future and i can't thank everyone enough jeff thanks for blessing us with your presence again uh being our our first repeat repeat guests can't thank you enough and look forward to to hopefully you being our first third time guest at some point in the future thank Thank you joe and alex thanks boys and thank you to ben ben Ben, absolutely we we will have ben on individually for sure Yep. Good seeing All you right, guys. Boys. Everyone Look have a good night. Hey guys. Thanks again. You guys as well. Thank you. All right. Thanks guys. Yeah. Thanks guys. I had to shake them on my last case. Big O don't play. O don't play.